Only 25 left. Will you be giving of your juggling at the beginning? It's so it is close to London. It's very close to London. It's Hornchurch. It is. Well, it's Hornchurch. It's in Essex. Yeah. It's on the. It's, it's here. But it's like twenty minutes. It's closer than she is there. It's twenty minutes on the tube. Is it only twenty minutes? Yeah. Lord. And you can have a cup of tea and everything. It's a lovely theatre. Lovely little theatre. We like it a lot. Actually, we've been there a lot of times. When are we there? The first. First of August. Good Lord. Producer's off to Ascot this weekend. She said to me proudly, coming down the stairs. She was rehearsing. She was holding a tray with drinks on it. And um, she said, and then she said, I'm going to be a jockey. As if she could get up on a horse. Look at the size of her. Oh, my God. Be more chance of my little pony getting out there. Nice to see you. See you. When are we seeing... I see you Monday. Okay. I think we'll have sold out by Monday. I hope so. I think we'll have sold out by today, actually. At this rate, we will. Yes, I know. Hoping to get a part-time job as an usherette there. Anyway, Anthony is uh, back with you on Monday. Nice to be company. Welcome along. Friday. Good news. The shower's still working. I got a bit panicky yesterday because... My neighbour, Lynn, she had trouble with her, her flush in the bathroom, in the, in the toilet. And she said, I'll tell you what we'll do. This was before I knew that my, my shower actually worked and the central heating worked and all the rest of it. And uh, she said, Let, let's call a, a plumber out. So anyway, we called this plumber out. Part of the same company of the guy that we know, because we know his dad very well. Anyway, they have a £70 call-out charge. £70 call-out charge. And you think to yourself... In this day and age, if, if, you know, if, if a decorator comes round, they charge 70 quid an hour for coming... Anyway, it was there 10 minutes, and happily took 70 quid. So I went halves with it, because mine, mine was working anyway, but we'd agreed to, to do that. But, I mean, 70 quid for a call-out charge for a plumber. I mean, somebody's coming out and you say, listen, I'd quite like this done and that done, and they go, right, you need that doing, and they charge you 70 quid for telling you that information. And they're appalling. I was quite cross. I got even crosser. When we then decided, because she said, I'm very strict, I need a drink. I said, you're not having a drink. You're not having a drink. I said, if I have to break bottles of wine over your head, you're not having a drink. We'll go for a cup of coffee. So next to the traffic lights in Twickenham, you've got Marks and Spencers, and then you've got a gym for ladies, and uh, it's not, not for gentlemen. And then next to that, you've got a travel agent. Next to that, you've got a, the fish shop, and then next, or perhaps it's the other way around. Anyway, and then you've got a cafe. Now, I stopped going there about four years ago, when they, uh, they, they took on a couple of girls who were, let's just call them for purposes of this programme, bone idle. And I sat outside with my friend Tony, and we sat there, and we sat there, and we sat there, and she, she was standing inside with her arms folded. And I thought, you lazy mare, come on, out you come. So anyway, yesterday, Lynn and I go down there, and we've had a good, because she, she likes a cigarette occasionally. You know, it doesn't bother me. So, uh, so we sit at a table, the girl, Miss Sullen Sourface, is, uh, is sweeping underneath the tables. So we couldn't sit at those ones, because she quite clearly wasn't going to move them back for us, come hella high water. So we sit at another table, and, uh, and we sit there. Ten minutes we sit there. Miss Bone Idol doesn't bother to come out. In the end, I thought, you know, sod this for sod. Let's go somewhere else. Why bother giving this, this cafe my, uh, my patronage? Perhaps they think we all drive through or so. Perhaps they think that, that we're not local people. But it's, it's the kind of thing, it's, if, if the producer goes out to a place and she has a bad meal, and then friends of hers say, oh, have you been to so-and-so? She goes, I wouldn't go there, it's rubbish. That's what I'll tell people about the cafe at the traffic. I said, don't go there, the service is bloody appalling. I'm sick to death of this lacklustre service in shops now. I don't generally complain about service in shops, as you know. And, uh, and I thought, no, and she looked at us with Miss Black. She couldn't care, it's not her business, why should she care? So we go up the road, and there she is. The second Miss Sullen-Faced Sourpuss sitting at the table outside with a fag on, obviously on her break. So Lynn goes, oh, I'll go inside and, and order the coffees this time. So she goes inside, 
Uh, and I'm saying how dreadful... I'm complaining to Lynn about how bad services, you know, in cafes. I said, they bring all these people over from wherever it is. I said, and perhaps service is different in other countries. But when I walk into a place, I expect somebody to be there straight away with a smile on their face going, hello, what would you like? And you go, we'll have two, two cappuccinos, one, one decaf, one without chocolate. And that's, and that's how it works. And everybody goes away and then you give them a tip. In all these places, they expect you to give them a tip for bringing a cup of coffee to the table. Lazy cows. So anyway, so this one's sitting at the table, and I'm complaining to Lynn. Anyway, when eventually the coffee arrives with this sullen-faced bloke, he, he puts the coffee on the table. Two, two staff in this, but there's nobody else, nobody else in this place apart from me and Lynn sitting outside. And so Lynn goes, have you got any sugar? He looks at her like looks could kill, picks up the sugar from the next table, and slams it down on the table in front of her. So she went, OK. And you think, what's the purpose of these people, you stupid, ignorant little man? We won't be coming to your establishment again either. Go, oh, I tell you what, decent service in shops. Got to kill to get it nowadays. Dreadful. Anyway, apart from that, it's good. Not the bailiff. He said, I've only had three hours sleep. Blooming neat. I agree, you know, I agree with you. Although, my, I spoke to my brother yesterday because I took him down on my booze. I'm not drinking, much as though the producer goes, oh, you want your champagne? You're like, oh, not having it. And, because um, I say, every time you open up a bag in the office, any little parcel arrives and she's there. And, what, what's that? What's that? What's that? What have you got in there? <laughs> yes, you do so. The other day, I'm allowed to run down the office. Luckily, I've still got the gift of running, and very fast I am to scamper down the office with her in hot pursuit. What's in the box? What's in the box? I'm not showing you. And she, oh, what, what is that? Oh, I haven't got one of those. What is that? Okay, I, I could take that home for you. I could look after that. It's dread. I mean, it really is awful. I mean, frankly, I've had to change addresses three times lest she turns up on the doorstep. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? I like that television as she staggers out with it under her arm. <laughs> so, I forgot where I was going with that story. Anyway, so, um, so um, anyway, I spoke to my brother and uh, gave him all the booze. I took it all down there yesterday, which is quite good. Actually, made a huge gap in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about the gap in the kitchen where all the booze was. Because I took him down uh, 15 bottles of booze, which seems quite nice. And then I discovered um, I've got one left on the, on the floor. Oh, I forgot to say that. So I'll take that one down today. No, that's going down today. And uh, I'm going to drive down to take one bottle of booze down just to really annoy you. I'm going to do... I'm really... Get, in fact, I might just sit it on the roof of the car, you know, and sort of super glue it. It's so mean, I know. And I'm going to take it down there. And then I might push the car back, you know, just to really annoy you. <laughs> so I'm going to do that today. And, uh, and it's Friday, and I can't think what Friday means, because I'm sure something's happening on Friday, and I wish I could blooming well remember. Oh, that's right, yes. Um, because it was so hot, my brother had said that, he said, uh, he said, I must get a fan. And his girlfriend, Marion, had said, we've got a fan, it's above the bed. He's got one of these lights, which has got a f- Of course, he'd, he'd completely forgot to look up. Because I said to him, listen, if you want a fan, I'll buy you a fan. He said, I'd rather have the money. And I said, I'll buy you a fan... Because everybody's like that nowadays. I mean, she's exactly the same next door. Christmas time, she said to me, she said, oh, you don't need to buy me anything for Christmas. Well, that's good. She said, money would be perfectly acceptable. So I said, oh, all right. So I bought her a, a gift voucher, you know, for Kentucky Fried Chicken. I thought, go on, get your way through that one. Party bucket, very good for a vegetarian. So, so far, she's working her way through the bucket. She's not eating the chicken, she's just eating the bucket. So uh, and then yesterday, the good news was, because I got a bit panicky, that the computer came back to life at the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch. Because <laughs> I'm going... I kept phoning up going, it's not working. People are trying a, a book, quite clearly. And... Because uh, I want to see the new Slimline Me. And, you know, and on st- I'm going to look about 15 on stage. I warn you now. Especially with the likes. I've had clever lighting arranged. Pitch black. And uh, I'm going to be wearing a new blonde wig. I've decided if... You know, I've, I'm, I'm going to go for the Rod Stewart look. So if I walk on stage and I'm wearing a wig, you'll understand I'm doing it for vanity reasons. Because I did buy this wig once and went to a fancy dress party. And I look really good in it. 
I mean, it's a, it's a, it, was a, it was a Rod Stewart long blonde wig, feathered to look a bit like Farrah Fawcett. I look pretty hot. I look pretty... In fact, it was so hot, I wore it in the car on the way down there. <laughs> How sad am I? Anyway, so, um, so I got panicky yesterday because when you called the Queen's Theatre... Uh, all of you seem to do it at exactly the same time. You crash the computer. The computer system was brand new, wasn't used to, like, more than four people calling, and it went. Now, Jan's back from holiday today, so... Anyway, it's all been sorted out, so you can book online, but there are only, I think, 25 seats left. I checked earlier on, and they're at the top. But it's a nice little theatre. There's only five and a half hundred, but it's a really nice size. Nice big stage, lots of room. It's really good. Nice comfy seats, wheelchair access. And a nice little bar area. It's got everything. It's nice. For regular regular listeners, you've been out there before a few times. So you know what it's like. And it's nice. We like the uh, the Queens. So 1st of August, you can do it online as well. So apart from that, John Warrington's in today. And I heard them upstairs. It shows how old I am. They were talking upstairs on, on the news desk about going out to nightclubs. Pasha, apparently, and things like abroad. Because I think, I think Michael Trabulsi is going off to a nightclub over this weekend. I think he's going somewhere. Because he was talking about... Is it Ibiza? Ibiza. Ibiza. He's going to Ibiza. And, uh, and they, 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 they were talking about, you know, how nice it was going to nightclubs, but how drinks were really expensive in Pasha. Something like 100 quid or 100 euros, whatever it was for these drinks. I thought, blimey, I'm not going to... And also you get deafened by the music all the way through. Not, not my... It's not, what do you mean it's not meant for me? Look at it. What, the music? Excuse me. If you have a look at the music I've downloaded, I think you find I've got a lot of house and garage... And retro and all sorts of stuff. I've, I've got Ministry of Sound on here, all of them. I've got everything. I've got all the hits and more. But if you are suffering in this heat and you can't sit, buy a fan, Mark. God, the money you must be making through repossessing cars. You must buy a fan. It's as simple as that. It works very, very well indeed. Um, oh, I've got something to give to John Warrington later on. I was going to do some, some... I thought before John gets in, if I do the papers quickly, then I feel as I've done it. Good news is the BBC have decided, presumably mutually, that they don't want Christine Bleakley back on the one show at all. She was going to work out till September, and uh, word on the block is that they think the photographs of her being a wag are a little bit naff, and uh, rather they'd... Uh, she disappeared now. So that's good. So it's great for you, Christine, isn't it? You'll have enough time to rehearse. Uh, trying to be a presenter, doing uh, proper stuff. Because I, I, I just don't see it working. I really do not see this working. You know, and, and the BBC have said no. It's, we'll, we'll try out various other people. Good opportunity to do that. And I thought very good indeed. Uh, nearly sold out, says Noreen. Hope you manage a shower without all the sound effects to t- today. Thank you very much indeed. <gasps> oh, dear. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, well done to uh, June and the Queens for sending out the tickets, because Dawn's got hers and Ray's got his. But he did say, I saw the Vernon Kay programme, where, during the George Lamb exchange, two non-entities tried to fill dead air time with stupid inanities. And I saw the other day, and I, I saw what I thought was a classic you-have-not-read-the-book interview. And it was Lorraine Kelly interviewing Carol McGiffin. Oh, you're great, because your book's just marvellous. You're wonderful. And, you know, you're so honest. You're so, and that's what people say about you. They call you motor mouth, don't they? I thought, no, they don't. No, they don't. It was a stupid. And then, and I'm thinking, right, we'll pick up on something that she's said in the book that you would 
No, she'd glossed over all of it. So I knew damn well that Lorraine Kelly hadn't even bothered looking at this book because the interview didn't... She just went, and that was it about the book. You know, you've been very honest, and that's what people like about you. You know, what you see is what you get. She was coming up with every cliché under the sun without actually dealing with... Well, you know, in 1969, when you did... When you first married Chris Evans or whatever, and none of this came out. Not a peanut. All it was was what I call a cheap crap interview where she hadn't bothered to do any research. Searches like if I was interviewing the producer, you know, I would check up in the local Chinese takeaway what her favourite food was. You know, is it bean sprouts with you know pasta tofu or something like that? <laughs> we have a very odd Chinese takeaway. They do pasta in our one, and does she like seaweed and that kind of stuff? And that's that's why. But on this interview. There was nothing. She just get, oh, you're very honest in the book. And I'm thinking, you haven't read it, love, have you? You're a con artist. And that's why she's doing a cooking programme in the afternoon now. Lorraine, waste of space Kelly, I'm afraid. Such a shame. <laughs> if the headlines, America and Russia have agreed to the largest spy swap since the Cold War, as a judge orders ten Russian agents to be deported. A third teenage boy has been charged with murdering 15-year-old Zach Olemegbon, who was stabbed to death outside his school in West Norwood. The first heat health alert of the summer has been issued by the Met Office as London faces several days of very hot weather. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. It's hot in the travel. It's Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning in Chiswick. The C97.3. Morning, everybody. Oh, today as well, good news is... I've got a how low. I don't want to do it. I really don't want to. I'm, I'm sick to death of giving out fantastic prizes on this programme for pennies. For pennies. And this one today, I'll tell you what it is in a sec, but it's a, it's a Samsung netbook. Okay, it's a Samsung The last one went for something like 22p. I mean, how annoying is that? How annoying. Anyway, just going back, uh, Ray was talking about Tony Christie on the sofa with Vernon Kay, who did this rubbish interview with um, George Lamb, who didn't quite know what he was talking about either, and was going, oh, are we, we're doing that other... And I thought, is this pre-recorded? Because he was going, oh, it goes out, uh, is it tonight? And then smiling, I'm thinking, this could be a pre-recorded programme. Because I know that they've already recorded most of the Fern, Fern Britain ones. That's already done. They must do. They're showing clips of it. And, and then he, he interviewed Tony Christie. And a typical K interview. Chat, chat, plug for dreamboats and petticoats. Chat, chat, gear change. Chat, chat, gear change. Chat, chat, talk about Amarillo. Bring on Brian Dowling. Brian Dowling, you know, who we mentioned the other day. And I thought, I didn't even know he was still working. Uh, but he turns out to be a friend of Vernon Kay. Uh, shove Tony Christie to one side, then bring Tony Christie back on to sing Amarillo, which was very good. Strangely enough, says Ray, barely 30 minutes before that, I've been in the car listening to Dale Winterview. Uh, Dale, Dale Winterview. Dale Winton interviewing Tony Christie. What a difference. Interested and informed interviewer who's prepared to listen and let the guest speak whilst gently steering the conversation from his past recordings and getting fantastic exclusive news about what Tony's doing at the moment. Because, incidentally, the management company had supplied Dale with an exclusive track, Now Is The Time. Now, I know a track called Now Is The Time. It's an old Northern Soul song. Now is the time. And um, it, it's interesting. Truly fantastic. You must get Dale to make your copy of the song, says Ray. He says, and that's how you interview a guest. Interest, enthusiasm and respect. The danger is, with a programme like Vernon Kays or whoever's doing it, they're playing to the audience in the studio who've been brought in specifically for an artist. So, in other words, if you get Lee Ryan on, they would have told Lee Ryan's record company and, and they would send down girls. 
who would sit in the audience, and they're just, they're just there for Lee Ryan. Yeah, they do it for loose women, exactly the same. They hold seats back, so they shove off members of the public to bring in members of the fan club. That's how it works with, with any show nowadays. So, um... It, it is, it's very, very good, actually. Very, very good. Uh, Bridget went to the Westmill Tea Room near Buntingford and saw Sylvia and Ray. Sylvia listens every day to the programme. The service at the Tea Room is superb. See you on the first road. B tickets. Woo, 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 woo. There you go. Yes, I mean, it's interesting when you look at the, uh, the seating plan. What are we giving away to Samsung Netbook? I don't want to give this away. This is, we're always giving away great... Pro- well, I'm not happy giving this away. It's too good. It's Friday morning. It's going to be sweltering. You thought last night was hot, Mark. You wait till you get to tonight. I mean, I just might go and sit in the car for days and just turn the air conditioning on, because it's just awful outside. Anyway, in this exclusive How Low reverse auction this morning, months against my better judgment, this is a Samsung netbook. This one is Wi-Fi enabled. It's got a six-hour battery life, and it's small enough and light enough to carry everywhere. It's too good for you. But being the generous little soul that I am... I'm going to offer it to you this morning. It's a Steve Allen quickie. At my age, it's best. It finishes at 7, so you've only got until 7am this morning. Hammer comes down then. To play this one, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to 88821. So, for example, you want to bid 42 pence, you text LBC, 42, and send that to 88821. If you want to bid uh, £1.68, you text LBC 168 and send that to 88821. The competition finishes, sorry? 31p. Okay, Amanda says 31p. Again, you know, in Chinese. And uh, she's. <laughs> the competition finishes at 7 a.m. this morning. 6 yen she's bidding. 6 yen. Imagine. I like those Chinese coins with the holes in. I've got loads of them. I think yen is Japanese, actually, dear. But it doesn't matter. I mean, at least you're roughly in that kind of hemisphere, aren't you? So that's good enough for you. She comes from London. Uh, you've got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So it's the Samsung netbook you're playing for. It'll go for pence. Even if you, even if you win it and put it up on eBay, you're going to coin it. Absolutely going to mint that. Where'd you come from? Where were you born, sweetness? Where you come from? The West Country. How lovely. Do we still own the West Country? Is that part of us? Is that or have you been annexed into the sea? It's not part of global. No. Diana says the uh, one advantage, the only one of this heat is it wakes me up in time to hear you right from the beginning of the program. You see, I've had a fan in my bedroom and I'm not letting him out uh, for ages. I just cannot sleep without a fan on. I'm, I'm sorry. Other people get. It's like I cannot sleep unless there's noise going on. I don't know why. It must be it must be different. It's like having Dave Berry permanently in your room. That chat, 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 chat. Here's another pop group. Chat, 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 chat. Because he, start, he started winking now in the morning. He started winking at me. I know. I mean, I do the same back, you know, because he's like 30 years younger than I am, which is a bit depressing. Is it? Uh, you think... What do you mean 20 years? You think it's... You think it, oh, 20 years younger? Really? You think he's that old? We'll have to check with him later. I'll ask him to hold up his fingers on how old he thinks he is this morning. Because I don't know. He's, he's one of those ageless type people, isn't he? Age, a little bit like me, actually. You don't know if you cut, cut my neck off and you counted the rings. That's how old I was. 37. Pushing 38 now. Steve, I lived in America, so I do what they do. Don't tip and tell them why I didn't tip. That's a good idea. Yeah. But, the, but the trouble is, I thought, no, I'm taking my business away. And I'm not going back there. And that, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, because I'm sick to death of shoddy service. 
you know, I don't mind it in London because I couldn't care less in London. There's a bigger choice. And most of us are, are transient. We move backwards and forwards. When you, when you live in a place like Twickenham or Richmond or Chiswick or something like that, if, if there's bad service in a place, word gets around pretty quickly. And people go, and, you know, and I know no end of people there. And if they say to me, oh, have you eaten in there? I go, rubbish. Don't eat there. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Um, Steve. Uh, Ray says, the Queen's may be a nice big stage, yet we still manage to destroy it with each visit. Do you know, every... Every time I've been there, I've done something. I've had broken something, trodden on lights, I've fallen off things. I mean, I'm hopeless. It's almost like it's, I've, got, I've got a death wish at the Queen's Theatre. I mean, it, it's, it's awful. I mean, one time they said to me, and we had John Warrington down there and everybody else, and they said, right, it's the stage of a slice of Saturday night. And so around it, it was done like a jukebox. It looked like a jukebox. And around the stage were these lights. And they said to me, they said, don't cross onto this bit here because it's very flimsy, the stage. What do I do? Walk on it and fall through the lights. I fell through the lights. Then the next time, and I said to John Warrington, don't go anywhere near the lights. He fell in the lights as well. Everybody was falling in the lights. Because when it came to pay the bill, we had a bill for the lights. Because I'd fallen. Because it was a current show. Not good, is it? Diana says, my friend and I boycotted the same cafe for the same reason. Let's tell everybody. Because then it might, it might chivvy them up into... I don't see why we should have to put up with bad service. I really don't. I think it's, it's appalling. It's in, you know, in the same way, if there is a bad television programme, you vote by not watching it. If there's a radio programme you don't like, you turn off the radio. You know, you, you have a moan about it, then you turn it off. It's a bad cafe. If the food's bad or the service is appalling, it's this sort of, this blasé, couldn't-give-a-stuff attitude I don't go for. So, uh, no more visits from me, I'm afraid. Steve, did you watch Peter Andre, says Greg, in the next chapter, in which he had a panic attack on a roller coaster, shouting, get me off, get me off. He also landed at Biggin Hill, where his chubby manager, Claire, was afraid of flying. When will this man grow up? I know, 37, but really, about 15. Dawn! He says, I wonder if Steve Hargrave was forgotten on Wednesday. No, he was so tired. Very, very tired. He's working quite a lot at the moment. And says, you're saying yes, please, to showers on Saturday. And I'm saying no, because they're going to see Noah and the Whale at Somerset House. Well, don't worry, because you're, you're OK, actually, because uh, there is no rain forecast. It's going to be baking hot. I'm trying to think what I've got to this weekend, apart from driving down to my brother today with the one bottle of wine, which is very good of me. I think that's very generous of me. It's what brothers do, isn't it? Look after your brother. I haven't sent him a text message yet. I will be sending one saying I'm bringing down the one bottle of wine, which is quite nice. Uh, Nick Ferrari, talking about uh, this morning after seven, work on the Albert Bridge, expected to overrun into 2012. Nick will be finding out what the impact will be on local business and on the wider transport network. And after another bloody week of violence, which has seen the 14th teenager die this year, Nick will be asking the former Deputy Mayor Ray Lewis why a disproportionate number of black youths are being killed on the streets. Plus, he'll be looking at the media coverage of the ongoing manhunt on Tyneside and asks, has it been responsible? All of that with Nick Ferrari after the news at 7 o'clock this morning. Other of your uh, texts and emails coming in today, which is quite nice. It's uh, Bear Grylls. Apparently he's been axed from the hit TV show Born Survivor. It's a good joke, actually. Good joke. Thank you for that one. I didn't see the answer coming, actually. We're going to Ascot, says Alex, on Saturday. Should we look out for your producer? Is there anything that makes her stand out? Yes, high heels. <laughs> she hasn't got them on. You won't see her at all. And he says, I saw Mr Warrington on the television on Tuesday abusing Gloria Hunniford about sheep. Sheep? What an, is, oh, he's not going to do a long story, is he, Alex? 
Oh, I hope. I can't cope with a long story. No, if, if you look out for the producer, she'll be... I mean, she'll have a tray of drinks in front of her and she'll be doing tea, coffee, souvenirs. That's, that'll be her. <laughs> she's, she's, she's going to email later. Uh, Steve, I've been watching Coach Trip for the second time running, as I heard you mention it, and I really enjoy it. I'm not so keen on how they vote. How old is the show? I've got no idea. It's, it's all repeats at the moment. They haven't done a new series for a while. So it's, it's all... Uh, Repeat. Yes, I mean, I like how they vote, but the trouble is most of the people on it are a little bit naff. Uh, and so they're not interested in doing what I call the sightseeing. You know, if you go to a city, they all start messing about and being stupid. They're, they're the sort of prats that you wouldn't want anywhere near you on holiday, because they just ruin it for everybody. Uh, Daily Mirror today, Victoria Beckham telling all to the 3am girls on marriage, on that pout, on hangovers... Heard it a million times before, love. We know that you're married, and uh, we know that it's uh, it's going very well indeed, and we know you're very happy, and we know this. I couldn't care less anymore. There's nothing new that you can tell me, unless you're going to come out as a lesbian and go into the Big Brother house, which I think is highly unlikely. So, you know, there's nothing new to tell me at all. I did laugh, though. Here he is. Here he is. Old hypocrite himself. This is working-class hero, Prezza, out there, being made a lord. And here he is. Do you know what he's actually done? He's forbidden the press to use the official picture of him uh, in his robes because he's a hypocrite. I mean, it's just a complete hypocrite here. It's just this is the man uh, in in 77. Neil Kinnock, the ex-Labour leader, called the Lords the descendants of brigands, muggers, bribers and gangsters. 2004 accepted uh, one of those peerages. And now old Prez has done the same. Rumour has it it's because the pushy wife has gone. Get it. I want it. Do it for me. You know, this is a man who, and he owes her, he owes her big time, so he's had to do it. So he's had to eat humble pie. What a buffoon. What a buffoon. All the papers saying exactly the same. Refused to pose in his new robes for photographers after the ceremony. And um, he says uh, here, he's actually dubbed himself the Erminator. You know, you've, you've, you know, working class people will be turning against you big time. The day you thought you'd never see John Prescott, man of the people, this, you know, out there battling for people and then bending over and taking the golden shilling. It's absolutely disgraceful. The day he became a baron. Absolutely appalling. Oh, this is LBC 97.3. It's 5.30. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Actually, going back to Lorraine Kelly's new dreary cooking programme in the afternoon, I don't understand why it is that, having been on television in the morning, she then wants to inflict herself on us in the afternoon. I think it's called Celebrity Pressure Cooker. And how long ago it was done, I don't know. I don't know if it's a courage. I don't know anything about it, apart from it's got some, some minor celebrities on there, and they have a chef on, and it's obviously done very cheaply. But, as I say, trying to keep Lorraine Kelly awake is always the problem, I found. You know, where she sits there. But in the morning, it's these interviews where they're just not up to it. And I speak as somebody who interviews people for an hour. All she's got to do is about a five or six minute interview. And, you know, it's no good coming up with the excuse. Because we did have it here once, well, a long time ago, with a, with a presenter. I'll tell you who it, who it is in a minute, actually. And they, they came over from the BBC. And... Uh, and they joined us on the, I think it was the Monday. And it, I'll tell you what it was, it was Valerie Singleton. And she was going to be doing the evening programme. And at the weekend, on the Friday, the producer gave her a big pile of books. And, and so she went, oh, that's lovely, what are they for? So he said, that, that's your interviews for next week. That's who you're talking to. If you can whiz through those. I don't think we saw Valerie again, actually. That was the last time. For the simple reason that at the BBC, they have people who do that for you. 
So, in other words, they say, oh, you've actually got somebody coming in, uh, the researchers read the book, here are the questions. So you don't need to do anything. I discovered a long time ago, you can do an interview with somebody based on the flyleaf of the book. Because it'll generally put down there all the press release. But when I listen to Lorraine Kelly talking to Karen and go, oh, you're known as Motormouth and I feel as though I know you. Of course you feel as though you know her. She's on the television. She's on the television most days, a bit like you. So people bump into her and you say the same thing. Oh, you know, I feel I know you. It was cliched, rubbish interviewing. And then when she said, oh, the book's very honest, I thought, well, tell us about it. Okay. Tell us about it. Tell us about, you know, the book. Not a word about it, just... You know, you're, you're very, you're very honest in the book. That was it. It was just dreadful. Um, Pat in Wallington says, "I did ask you to wish me a very happy 67th birthday, but I forgot to tell you my name, so it's Pat in Wallington." So uh, many happy returns of the day. Actually, everybody's celebrating because yesterday, you remember, it was uh, Bryn's wife Annie who celebrated her birthday. Celebrations went on into the wee small hours of the morning. Uh, unlike you, says Eva, I can only sleep if it's completely quiet. I make my boyfriend go next door if he breathes too heavily. OK, right, <laughs> enough information. Uh, and Ray says, from Weatherspoon's management handbook, if a customer has a good experience, they tell at least two people. If they have a bad experience, they tell over ten people. I agree, totally. If you have a bad experience somewhere, or you don't get the service you expect, you tell everybody. And for local people in Twickenham, we're not a big place. As you know, if you've been there, it's a tiny, tiny place. You know, local businesses need, need our help. And, uh, and if they don't offer the service to local people, they ain't going to get anything in return, I'm terribly afraid. I've just booked two tickets, says Debbie, to see you in Hornchurch. Tell my mum, Eve in Enfield, save me the phone call. Oh, honestly. You <laughs> cheap so-and-so. But, uh, so, uh, Eve, she's got tickets, OK? You're going on the first, three o'clock. Cathy says, say hello to my Uncle Mike, who's recovering at home after an operation. We both love your show. Hello, Uncle Mike. And I'm delighted to say that the other day, on a serious note, after we highlighted the appalling human rights issues in Iran, where they stone women and men to death, I've subsequently learnt that uh, if somebody can get themselves free and run away, they're allowed to go free. This is, of course, uh, typical uh, Iranian propaganda. They don't. They catch them and shoot them on the spot. And uh, there is the case of this... Terrified mum, due to be stoned to death. We think she's won a last-minute reprieve because of the international condemnation of this backward country who can develop nuclear missiles and yet still stone women uh, for allegations made up. As we've said before, there was that poor girl who was executed a short while ago. Her brother had been having sex with her at the age of 15 because, under Sharia law, he admitted it. He was allowed to go free, but because she'd had sex with him, she was executed. Because she's a woman. Because she's a woman. Mm. If you're a woman, John, and you go and you cry rape mm. to the police, you've got to produce four male witnesses before they'll believe anything you say. Everything is stacked against you. Why you'd want to live there, I can't <clears> imagine. <throat> Backwards or what? I'd like to take some of these Ayatollahs and the people who make these rules, bury them up to their bloody chest. Yeah, but you just said then... Uh, that, you know, it's okay if you escape or run away. Where are you going to run to? Well, that's the problem. It's, you can't. There's nowhere to run the to. The stupid thing is, they, it's, it's meticulously planned murder. These people who commit this have blood on their hands. They go straight to hell, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. But they pick the rocks carefully, so as they don't die within the first two or three, no. they prolong the agony until they pass out. And... And, and then they die. I just eventually. can't believe what sick people would ever do this. Well, it's, you know, it's, I can understand hanging... I can understand a lethal injection. I cannot understand 
Stoning. Stoning to death, for Christ's sake. Well, I mean, I just can't. In the Middle Ages, it. isn't Well, it, it is, absolutely. I just, I just don't get it at all. Anyway, it's lovely to see you. Good morning. Looking well. I feel naked this morning. Well, you are naked, John, that's why. I was going to mention the fact you're still wearing your pants. Well, I was going to wear them up because it's so hot outside. Already. Well, don't go outside. How do you think I've got here? Well, I don't know. TARDIS, they I haven't assume. haven't zoomed us in yet. Well, like in you know, I'd love it. If there was a TARDIS, where would you go back to? Oh, I'd go back to the Croydon Theatre, November <laughs> First one. 28th. <laughs> Two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> yes, when I saw all those people in the balconies. Yeah. I thought it was gonna, they were going to collapse. Yes, I thought they were going to collapse too. Where would, what time would you like to go back to? Do you know, I, don't, I thought about that the other day. Because I thought, actually, I thought about strange things. You know, I've told you before, I'm a bit psychic. Mm. Psychic Steve. And the other, shut your face next door. She's counting yen. She's, oh, she's, I know, she's counting everything. Mark a yen, a buck or I'm thinking of having her toes bound together. But anyway. <laughs> they already are. <laughs> send her back to That's the inner the sixth happiness. That's <laughs> why she sent me for coffee. She couldn't make it to she the She can't machine. make it. She tot- in fact, she, she stands up, she totters, three, falls over. <laughs> She's got those shoes on. What's those shoes that they wear? Espadrilles. No, not those. In oh, Japan. Uh, in Japan? Yeah, they wear special shoes, don't they? I don't know. What yes, do they, they do. In the, in the she's concubine. She's Chinese. She doesn't go to Japan. She well, goes to Chinese. She's part of that concubine. Goes to Kowloon. <laughs> to go and buy most of her outfits. In fact, I could see her actually in some of these little, with the little Mr. Chow collars. She's probably, in fact, I think she's got some of these outfits. But she does live on the island. She goes on the boat across yeah, she does. the Star Ferry. On the Ferry. Star Ferry across, yes, across. Of course, it goes up the Peak Railway. But she can't make the ramp with those yeah. shoes. But strange enough, so I mean, I, I, after my, my shower, uh, repaired itself the other day. Oh, it repaired itself. Oh well, I mean, just I turned it on and it was there, which was great because I was bracing myself for ice cold shower. But you've got an electric shower, haven't you? Gas. Oh, you mean it's well, come straight from the boiler? Yes, it's common yes. boiler. Yeah. And and I, I sat on the set and I, I did thank the Almighty. I did say, you know, thank you very much indeed. Thank. You. And he 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 then spoke to me through the ceiling and he said, all right, enough. Don't 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 push it. And I said, no. On the subject of the lottery win, I said, not for me, you understand, <clears throat> but to help other people because I'm I'm quite good at helping other people. And, and then I thought last night, you know, I've not heard from my friend Jackie Gill for a, for a little while. Blow me, I walk in this morning, and a there's parcel? a thing from Jackie Gill. Is it, I mean, it's uncanny, isn't it? And so I'm now predicting... Tonight's win? No, I'm not predicting a win just yet. I don't no. think God is going to give me a win just yet. Not tonight. Yet. Not tonight. Tonight would be nice, though. Tonight would be it's nice. It's quite big, it's isn't it? Big. Sorry? 40 million? Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's tonight. For... for... Yeah, they do it Friday, dear. Friday, it's bless the Euro heart. Million. She's Japanese. She doesn't know. Perhaps she does they don't do cards. it in China. She's Japanese. Oh no, she's Chinese. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they do it on Friday. Fr- Friday's the Euro Million. Euro Million. About twenty-six million. It's more now, than that, that. Is it? Oh yes, it's more than that now. Oh, yeah, it's gone up in the world. I, ha- I have got a ticket for tonight. And yeah. I think it's a rollover on Saturday. Ooh, well, let's do on that. On the normal then. lottery, is it? Yeah. I like a rollover. I do too. I like a triple rollover. Yeah, but, but it goes through to Wednesday. How, how much could you cope with? I mean, admittedly, we, we, we brought this down before <coughs> in the past, ladies and gentlemen, where we've said, how much could you exist on? And I, I've sort of started off at three million. I reckon three million I could retire. Well, I've always had a figure you in my head. you keep the same standard of living, don't you? Provided I don't live any more than I'd five move. years. I don't think I'd move. I'd just move all my neighbours. Oh, Because I like where I live. <laughs> right. Would you not move? I don't think well, it's if you won three million? I don't think it's necessary. All right, if you won 26 million? I'd leave the country immediately. You would leave the country. Where would <laughs> yeah. you go to? I thought Hornchurch was quite a good start. Hornchurch? You can't <laughs> live in Hornchurch. Have you well, ever of course seen... you can. <coughs> Excuse me, have you ever seen some of those houses in Hornchurch? Yeah. They're absolutely divine. Where would I go to? First thing I think I'd do is I'd get... It's a bit, if I won... 20, well, you're saying 26 million. Yeah. I would take my mum and dad and a couple of other close friends and yeah. I would hire Richard Branson's Island oh, in the right, Caribbean. Oh, right, uh, Necker. Necker. For a week. 
and have it just for us. And I'd sit down and think, now, what am I going to do with this money? Right. And it would take a week, at least. But if I just want... I've always had this figure of 8.4 million in my head. 8.4. It's always rolled around, and I think if I'm going to win, that's what I'm going to win. Oh, OK. Probably win 8.4 pence. Yeah. 8.4 pence is, is quite nice, actually. 8.4 million is much nicer. Yeah. OK, right, there's only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 11 seats left at Hornchurch. For what? For what? The 1st of August. Oh, oh that, I, that's, I've got a really busy weekend that weekend, yeah. actually. I'm away. You're not invited. I'm away, anyway. You're away? Yeah. Oh, he's away. Can't wait. You have to put up with the Chinese producer, ladies and gentlemen. Alone. So there's only 11 years <laughs> alone. So, so with, with that much money, would you retire? Would you stop working? No, I start, right. three days a week, I'd do. All right. Three days a week. I think I'd do Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then have the weekends off. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Yes, that's that quite nice, nice, isn't it? Yes. Monday, Tuesday, I wouldn't stop working. What would I do all well, day? Well, that's what, what people have said to me. I've said, no, I'd definitely retire. They went, no, you wouldn't. Well, I've well, said, no, you're probably right, I wouldn't. You've got to do something. Yes, you have got to do something. And the rest of the time, you could sort of, like, spend your money. Yeah. You could buy ten of everything, Steve. It is true. For the rest of your life. Yes. Wouldn't I've got a, wonderful? I've got a present for you from uh, Rajesh, who, yes. um, he went to uh, Tokyo, and there's a man who gives these out in the street. They're, they're tissues. All right. OK. And uh, so I've got one for you, one for Alan Dodge and one for John Warrington. Um, John Warrington might know what these are, because in Las Vegas they give them out, but they're playing cards. Ah. And they're advertising... Girls. Hookers. Yes. Girls. Yes. So that's what they are. They're, they're in, in Tokyo, these are mm. hookers calling cards. How wonderful. And it's uh, an advert with the girls on the front... And it tells you a phone number, and it tells you exactly where they're located. So there's a little packet for you. Lovely. It's quite. I mean, to be honest with you, it beats. It's the same here as the um, the girls' cards in the boxes. Yes. Yeah. Not that, of course, any of the girls who are advertising but, look like the pictures in the boxes. But they're very. Um, they're very decorative. Very, very decorative. beautiful. Yes. Well, some people. There was a guy who set up a, a book. He, he made a book out of all the calling cards. He went round and collected all these different cards mm. and put them into a book. It's a lovely but as I say, do not... I mean, if you are one of these people around the Edgeware Road who uses these calling cards in the boxes, uh, the girls on there are just... They're just pictures they've taken from the internet. But aren't those things... The old hags that you're going to end up with, I'm afraid, don't look anything like that. Don't do, they do French lessons. Sorry? French lessons, they always say. Yes, they always... That used to be... <laughs> yes, lady gives French lessons. Or <laughs> yes. well, filling that round our way, actress has large wardrobe for <laughs> sale. Well, I mean, how much furniture can you accumulate, I ask myself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she always believe those. Adverts. I might put really? one of those in. <laughs> Radio presenter yeah. has large wardrobe for sale. Large Bentley well, boot for sale. Yeah. I used to believe years ago that this, this poor man, Bill Stickers, was being mm. pilloried by everybody because everywhere they said Bill Stickers would be prosecuted. I thought, this poor man, everyone's <laughs> writing about him everywhere. I always used to think, I wonder if he ever went to prison, that Bill Stickers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's not nice, is it? It says 4,000, and I assume that's 4,000 yen. I don't know. Probably, yes. The girls look lovely. They do. They look like they're from yeah. Bally High. Bally High. Right. Uh, very quickly. Uh, so thank you for those. They're Rajesh. wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yes, they're good, aren't they? I, I really like, like those to treasure it. Uh, the Railway Children, thank you very much indeed. Steve, I've had this. I know exactly where it is. This is down at Waterloo Station. It's only yes. in there for nine weeks. What, the performance of the Railway Children? Actually done on the station. It's in the Eurostar terminal. Oh, the old one. Oh, thank goodness they're using yes, something with for that. a real steam train. How wonderful. A real steam train comes in. That would be lovely to see, yeah. actually. Yes, I think so Love as well. the film. So, uh, go, and, uh, go and check that one out. The National ja Jazz Archive have got a special event coming up as well, which I'll tell you about in a moment. And we've got a How Low, and it only runs until 7am this morning. And uh, today, it's your chance to bid... 
for the Samsung netbook. OK, you can only get it on this programme and it finishes at 7am. It'll go for pennies. I'll Details for my coming dad. Up. Sorry? I'd love one then for you my dad. You can't go for it. I know, I know. You're not I know allowed I to go for it, no. Good price, though. It is lovely. I think the last one went for something like 20-something pence. Whatever it was, it was a ridiculous amount of money. He's just and got went... broadband. Sorry? He's just got broadband oh. at home, my dad. And he's terribly excited. It's not a long story, is it? Again? No, it's is not too another... long. We could oh, go dear, right the way through really to the six o'clock news, long if story. you want. No, really, I don't just, have time just, to just, just, It could be long. Not only your story's long, but they're very boring <laughs> as well. These are the headlines. The Met Office has issued its first health alert of the summer, with temperatures expected to hit 31 degrees Celsius in parts of London today and go no lower than 20 degrees at night this weekend. Residents in Rothbury, where police are searching for Raoul Moat, are being urged to keep their windows and doors closed and not go walking in the countryside. Police are warning who could now pose a threat to the general public. And 2,000 commuters had to be evacuated from Liverpool Street Station last night after a fire broke out at a Burger King there. Let's have a check on the uh, roads. Genoese. Thank you, Steve, for the A13 heading London. Morning, everybody. It's Friday morning. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's going to be a scorcher. I can only tell you, if you're somebody who's affected by the heat, and I'm deeply affected by the heat, I'm afraid, I just cannot function outside at all. I've got to be in the shade. It just doesn't. I've got the doctors as well this morning. Cool. Although they're very useful. Although I've got to, I had to keep all my readings uh, over the last two weeks, but I've been a bit lax. I haven't actually done two weeks. What, for but, your blood? Yeah, for my blood. Okay. But I'm, I'm doing fives in the morning, so... A day? Sorry? Five... Five, no, five is my reading. Oh, I see. Oh, five, five, five and yesterday, I had that disaster, as, as other people who test their blood on a regular basis will know, and I seem to do it. I don't know why, but I have this little... It's like a little... Um, spring-loaded needle. Mm. And you change the needle, and you load it, and then you put it against your finger, and you push the little plunger, and it goes, tw- shoots it down, and then you squeeze the blood out. Lovely. I know, sorry about this. Sorry. And then you put it on a little slide, and then it, it tells you what the, uh, what the reading is. Well, if I've done it once, I've done it 50 times now, I put the needle in, take it out, squeeze, squeeze the finger to get the blood out, and I get what can only be described as a fountain. Oh, and I did it good. yesterday. No, a fountain that goes up in the air. Well, it blood. your blood's good, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't want it up in the air. I want it on just a little bit. And I did it, and I got it all down my shirt yesterday. What did you so do? So when she it? walked in, I explained to her, you know... Oh, well, you were still wearing the shirt when you were here. Cantonese. <laughs> I was explaining about, you know, blood come here, shoot in <laughs> air, and water buffalo come in. And it was all very exciting <laughs> for her, and she sort of reminisced about her grandmother and stuff like that, and I lost interest. <laughs> she was sailing down threw the Yangtze out the River. Window. That's it. She was off down the, down the Yangtze River, you know, with a load of cargo of tea and marijuana, I believe. <laughs> they don't do marijuana in China, do don't they? they? What do they do? Oh, I don't know. They do plastic goods opium, for the pound Opium, opium, that's right. Yes, you always opium. see pictures of, of sort of old Chinese with opium leaves yes. or something. I don't know. I've, I've got a little, a little Buddha at home, a little, which is it's nothing to shout about, <laughs> I know. You can't help it. It's, it's the drugs I'm on. And um, it <laughs> made me laugh. I don't know why. It's a bit unusual at 10 to 6 in the morning. I don't think it's at all funny. I looked in the mirror when I got out of the shower. It's not at all funny, <laughs> believe you me. And, uh, and I looked at me the other day thinking... I don't know anything about Buddha, apart from the fact that he obviously ate a lot at the pasty shop. Buddhist? Because he was fat. I've got two heads of a Buddha- Buddhist monks in my garden. They're very, very tranquil looking. Really? They're very beautiful. Oh, right. Are they these ones you can buy in at B&Q? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, B and Q in the garden. Nothing centre. trivial, I hope, with that cough. No, nothing. No, nothing. You'll kill it and die. I've just thrown my paper together and tucked it under my arm <laughs> like it's a newspaper. It's all my throwaways. Like you're going to get to Waterloo. It's a shame you, you can't sh- see this program this morning. It's you, very funny. You should have a Buddhist monk in your garden. 
They're really? very beautiful, yeah, because they're very tranquil and their faces are absolutely perfect. And then you can sit and chant with them in the morning. I, d- I don't mind chanting. No, you do it for a living. I do for a living. I do chanting for a living. How <coughs> funny, honestly. Anyway, I must throw those bits away. Right, very quickly, the National Jazz Archive are staging an interview with composer John Altman and Digby Fairweather, followed by live music from John Digby and other well-known jazz musicians. This is at Loughton Methodist Church. Um, and I don't know... Oh, it's 10th of July, so it's tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. 10th of July tomorrow. There's loads of stuff happening tomorrow. Because it's and it's going to be boiling. Summer festivals and times and all of that sort of thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Stratosphere or Stonosphere is the next big one up at Nebworth. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's I think My that's brother the 30th of July. Went to see um, <clears throat> simply Mick Hucknell. Oh, yeah. The other day, and he went to see him down at Broadlands, and he said to me, he said it was just him. It was like an acoustic set. It wasn't the whole band and everything else. And he said he must make a load of money. Out of it. He said there was about 7,000 of us. He actually got complimentary tickets. He said he, he took great delight in going to the box office and going, so-and-so's left tickets for us. He said it's the tour manager, who's one of my brother's clients. Mm. And, uh, of course, I, I take things like that for granted. You go up to the box office and go, a pair of tickets for Steve Allen. And sometimes they go, I'm sorry, we've never heard of you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nothing in your name, sir. Absolutely, nothing at all in your name. <laughs> and, um, and, and he said he must make a load of money. I said, well, listen, 7,000 people, what about all the toilets? The stage, have you the seen lighting. The yeah, but they have to hire all yes, this in. It costs thousands. And eventually, he did actually sort of work out that uh, it, it was an awful lot of money. And so maybe he wasn't. I said he might walk away with 50,000 quid for the night. Not bad for a night's work. Well, I don't know. He doesn't have to set the toilets up himself personally. <laughs> no, they, ju- they just arrive, don't ro- they? Roadies do all that, don't they? Ro- do they have roadies? Yes, they do. Oh, right. Now, how much do you think Madonna makes then when she. Oh, a fortune. When she does one performance to say somewhere like. The O2. Yeah. Oh, a fortune. Well, first of all, the staging costs a lot of money, and they move that stage around, and they may have four or five sets built all over the world. So when they do a world tour, they make £300 million. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a phenomenal amount of money. That's why they do it. Well, I'm more interested in people like Ricky Gervais, who play stadiums, where they arrive, there's no set, they just walk out on stage, he does his uh, rehearse thing, and he would probably... Cl- I mean, on some of his shows, he grosses over a million pounds. Well, for one performance? For one performance. Because he plays stadiums. And so people book stadiums. Well, I mean, you get people like Jimmy Carr and, uh, and Jason Manford, who are yes. constantly on tour yes. in the UK and Of course, and because Ireland. it's so lucrative. And as I said yesterday, what, what they do is they actually bring out uh, a DVD. Yes, of and course the DVD do. makes even more money for more money. Them. But you know what? When you look at their tours, if you look at go on to Jimmy Jimmy Carr's website, just put Jimmy Carr into Google and bring up his his tours that he's doing. They're not like you know in a, in a nice you know start at Penzance and mm. end up in Edinburgh on the fourth of December. Mm. One minute he's in Derbyshire, yeah. the next minute he's in Brighton, then he's in Liverpool. But it's only him. I know, it's he walks person. out on stage. It's like all of these people, they walk out on stage and they do the show because they do the same show every night. Then they record it for the DVD. That's why but that uh, Michael McIntyre, I think, grossed eight million quid or something the other year. Yeah, well, it's a lot of the, the sales of the DVD. I mean, yeah. I mean you know, the, the, the Little Britain DVD sold yeah. extremely well. Yeah. And that's where Matt and David made a but lot of money. But that's far more complicated to do because that's a two-handed show. We've got to come out and do sketches and everything else. For these comedians, if you watch Russell Brand, he just walks on stage dressed like he wears the same clothes all the time mm. and does his hour and a half or whatever and then goes off. And that's how... No, no, but it's not going to be not easy. Sorry? It's not easy. Of course it's easy. No, it's not. Heavens but my name's Russell Brand, a few swear words, and that's it. You make people laugh for... 
for an hour and a half. And yes, but they laugh interview. at me. They're not laughing with me. They're laughing at me. I forgot you do it every day. <laughs> exactly. Not every for eight million a, quid, you don't. Every day's a turn, isn't it? <laughs> eight, can you imagine if you came in and went, listen, Steve, we thought we'd been underpaying you. We're going to pay you eight million pounds a year from now on. For a show. <laughs> I don't think I'd know what to say, actually. You say, yes, I'll do four well, hours. I don't think I would. I mean, I'm never motivated by money. <laughs> anyway, my <laughs> Samsung... Ne- you're very bitter and twisted, and I don't like you anymore. I want my show back. Uh, <laughs> it's your chance to win a Samsung netbook up for grabs. It's fantastic. It's small and light enough to carry everywhere. It's a bit like you. Yes. Wi-Fi enabled. It's got a battery life of up to six hours. It's nothing like you. I've got... I am Wi-Fi enabled, though. You certainly are enabled, dear. The person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down. Seven o'clock this morning. To play this one, you text LBC and then your bid in pence. So, for example, to bid... One pound fourteen. You text LBC114 and send it to treble eight. Two one. The competition finishes at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Lovely. I must mention this fair again at St Richard's with St Andrew's School, Ashburnham Road in Ham. This is tomorrow, 12 till 3. Barbecue, beer stall, pims, ice cream. Well, I love pims. Fire engine, bouncy castle, tattoo stall. Oh, very common. And uh, stick-on tattoo. You know, the kids I'd like, like one of those, yeah, the henna ones. No, it's not henna. This is where you just wet your... I told you, the other day, Dan, my youngest, loves them. And she goes, look, Uncle Steve. But she's in love with Justin Bieber. Oh, really? He's 16, she's six. <laughs> well, she kisses his picture on her T-shirt. I she's think six. Princess Diana and uh, Charles had a ten-year age gap, didn't they? Did they? They did. They not encouraging it at six. <laughs> anyway, they've also got uh, real filter coffee, beat the goalie, football tournament and comedian Mitch Ben. So that's Saturday, 10th of July, St Richard's with St Andrew's School, Ashburnham Road in Ham, between 12 and 3. Sounds brilliant. There you go, Vicky. I did it for you twice, which is good, good. news. Um, now, you were talking earlier about uh, Baron Prescott and oh. Lady Prescott. Isn't he a hypocrite? That is it's the so worst hypocrite. A man <clears throat> who is so working class <clears throat> yeah. as to despise all of these things and go how awful it is, it's shameful and this. Oh, yes, of course, I'll bow and scrape and take the golden shilling. But the story oh, is that, that he was um, <clears throat> coerced into it. And in fact, that uh, Lady Prescott, our lovely Pauline, Pauline... Well, let's face it, he owes her big time. As yes. Support said, out. I mean, he does, but even I so... I want that title. They're working class, but they're champagne socialists. He wants to live the high life. He does. Of course there's he a, does. I've seen lo- him on the television. There was a lovely comment last night. It says, the former class warrior was trounced this morning by his alter ego, the ermine-clad knob of the upper house. Someone with a great sense of humour decided... Prescott should be ennobled at the same time as Bell Tower Expenses Claimer and Tony Turncoat, Quinton Davis, now Baron Davis, at exactly the sort of toff that the working-class presser used to hate. And he says that he's yeah. now at least got robes to match the Tudor beams he put on his house. But do you remember him and the wife sitting there? And then to make him look as though he was working class, he went out to a fish and chip shop. Oh, yeah. it's a fish and chip. I thought, no, you're having fish and chips because you're fat. That's why, matey. And he sat there with his stomach resting on the table. And at the end of the day, I thought, all you are is you're working class, but you want the riches. And that's exactly what you've done. You're an embarrassment to everyone who's working class who said, who, who couldn't stick to their guns. Two jags. Yeah, two Not cars. just two jags. He's got a wife who apparently troweled on the makeup the other day. Troweled it on. And was I wearing like that her. big hat that she looks so good in because you can hide most of the face. And she was up there going, I'm a lady, Indeed. I'm a lady. Can you imagine? Oh, take a break. Exactly. Next I know exactly time. what it's like. Okay, news coming up, six o'clock, LBC 97.3. More of your texts and emails. And, uh, and a reminder of my how low, all in a moment. This summer, there's a... 
<laughs> Morning, it. Oh, sorry, there you are. You've caught me out. You've <laughs> caught me out. I don't mind being caught out. It's Friday, actually, and um, God has decided in his infinite wisdom to make us swelter in this heat over this weekend. So if you've got hanging baskets, will you remember to water them this morning before you go to work? Well, or pots. Yeah, in the John garden. Warrington's. Like, I mean, I went past. We went. I went out for a small walk yesterday with Graham, and uh, went past walk. the White Swan. What we, what we call our abridged walk. If it's too hot for me, I don't. I'm not going to walk in the heat. Do you need a sunshine. Well, I said I need a parasol. Yes, you do. Parasol. <laughs> Pale grey one. I know. And I've got a couple of parasols. I bought from a Chinese shop, surprisingly, but they're covered in foil. They're coloured foil. That's no good. Gold, blue and silver I've got. They're really... I don't know what to use them for, but they're those beautiful Look. wooden parasols that the Chinese make, which smell fantastically. But if it was foil, wouldn't that cook you? Probably, yes. It'd be like I'd being be, in a halogen oven. I would exactly be like a, like a, a, a you know, um, one of those oven-ready turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. So, your, uh, my, my question for you this morning is your tips for, f- for keeping cool this weekend. Tips for keeping cool? Open yeah. all the windows? Sorry? Open all the windows? Yeah, get, get, get some air in. You do need air. Wear a light shirt. A blow-through you need. I like... I'm very lucky, because my apartment has got... You know, an apartment, don't you like that word? I can open back windows and back doors... And front and I don't get think a blow through. Was the problem actually? To be honest with <laughs> a you, a blow through. The wind comes. All right, all right. I think we need to dwell the on the back. point. God, yeah, honestly, it's wonderful. Yeah, I do. Get, it is cool in my house. And of course, my bedroom being downstairs. When I go down there, yeah, it's about ten degrees. So I lives in a salt mine, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. When he says he goes downstairs a cellar, to bedroom, actually, it's a, a converted cellar. cellar. <laughs> it's a cellar. We do that in Muswell Hill. <laughs> we convert everything. <laughs> convert you in a minute. <laughs> oh, dear. now what about poor old Nick Clegg this weekend? About did, you watch, him. did you watch the football the other night? Do I look like I'm watching the football? I tell you what, that game... Oh, who, who do you think's going to win between well, Holland and Spain? No, let's just say that Spain, knowing. Spain and Germany. Knowing Spain and Germany, the match the other night. Yeah. Now, I don't really do football. But when you... That game was so exciting. I was shouting. Shouting. The Spanish people were so good. Their defence... This is going to be a long story Just again. be quiet. Their defence I mean, was sensational. You know, John Warren should talk about anything apart from holidays they were dwelling on football. always near their goal. They really? were always protecting that well, ball. To and they gave the, the Germans a real run for their money. Yeah. And they deserve to be where they are today. But, of course, Nick Clegg was in a oh, difficult situation God, because I'm his bored. wife is Spanish. All right. But his deputy... Secretary is German. Conchita? <laughs> no, no, she's German. <laughs> oh. She's called Heidi, probably. Heidi. <laughs> but this weekend it's even worse because the poor man's wife is Spanish. Yeah. And uh, his mother is Dutch. Oh, right. And apparently his, much, his, his mother is much more formidable than Miriam, his yeah, wife. Yeah, mothers always are a bit more formidable. Yes, I think he'll have to go for the Dutch side. But who do you want to win? Um... You did watch the football, didn't you, Steve? Yes. Yeah, did you like the Argentina-Mexico game? Yes. What was the was... score? Uh, off the top of my head, what was the score the other day from <laughs> uh, Spain and uh, two one and German? What? Was it two, well, no, I mean, uh, sorry, I was thinking of a game some years ago. <laughs> it was one nil. Oh, one nil. Yeah. Two, oh, that game to Spain. Oh, that game. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There you go. A very, very good game. It'll yeah. be very exciting. Six o'clock Sunday. And who will you be voting for? I won't be. I'll be out for. washing the cat. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I think we've just made history, actually. That's oh, the longest time three football has ever Sunday, been talking. Six. Six o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, three, th- we, three we're going to check on that. We're not sure about that. But it was six. Brian says, my tip for saying cool, buy aircon. Seems fair <laughs> enough, doesn't it? I go for that. Well, uh, up north, it's a disaster. If you've got flowers, yes. they, they put a hosepipe ban in for about 14 million people. It's or seven million or something ludicrous. <clears throat> <clears throat> 7.30 <throat> the game is, you <clears throat> stupid boy. Well, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, 7.38. 
No, it's seven thirty kickoff, not seven thirty for eight. Feel like turning up when you turn up on the yeah, bus? Yeah, but you don't want to watch dog. the first half. First half now because oh. it's boring. Stephen Harlington <laughs> says keeping Lorraine Kelly awake is not the problem. It's keeping the worst of the rest of us awake <laughs> while she's on. Very cruel. Very wicked. Uh, Steve, talk to you, Peter Andre. I died of embarrassment last week. They were in Dubai and eating supper on the beach. I think that was probably a free holiday because they oh, were. Oh please, was it were, much? Was it ever a free <laughs> it holiday? Was like, Hello, let's see how many times we can promote that hotel. Yeah, it was well, freebie. And why would they give them the presidential suite, yeah. which went on because and it was being on, filmed? And, and how many butlers did he have? If I was in the hotel, I'd go. Excuse me, is this normal to have Z-list celebrities and a film crew around mm. here? Can we have a bit of privacy? Yeah, if you were on a holiday. Well, yeah. I went to Sandy Lane for that day. Mm. Sandy Lane is one of the most, you know, the place to be seen. It's where all the footballers go, actually. And uh, I was in Sandy and I wanted to take a photograph of the pool area. You can't do it. Absolutely not. You're not, you're not, not allowed to no, have I totally cameras agree. there. I mean, put it, and if you went somewhere, you really want, want somebody as naff as Peter Andre turning up. But apparently, on the beach, Junior piped up, why does Mummy call Claire an elephant? It was cringing silence all round. <laughs> the trouble is, I mean, I'm sorry to say it for the umpteenth time, but I see this purely as exploitation of these poor children who feature in mummy's videos. They feature in daddy's videos. You yes. think it's supposed to be about Peter Andre? Not. I'm not interested in the fact they're little children. But what what would they do without those kids? I mean, she was. Well, I have to be honest. They do feature in most of the program. Yes. Do you remember the kids one bouncing up and down? And all he does is he buys them presents. He buys them. That's all he does. He buys presents. And then last week, we had the cringing bit on there where Junior was going, I don't want to go home. I want to stay with you. And he goes, but Daddy wants you to stay with him. I thought, wait a minute. You're playing these kids off now. We shouldn't be seeing this. No, that this is private. But it, I know, but it's private. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't want the cameras following me upstairs when I'm with her next <laughs> door. Sort of saying, you know, and I'm going, oh, you look really nice today. And her going, I'm phoning HR. You know, that, <laughs> you know that, that's private. It is private. But don't you think... But they, they've they... now learned to live with cameras, and unfortunately they sell every aspect of their life, and that's why they get mentioned on the But program. don't you remember on the Katie show, mm. you and I, we both watched it, and it was just before Christmas, and the, Chris, the kids had gone to Pete's for Christmas, and she was sort of wandering around the house and said... Oh, I don't know. I'm all on do. my own. No. I don't know what to do with myself. And I miss my children. I miss my kids. They've only been gone an hour. But do you remember at the New Year's Eve party, somebody posted pictures on YouTube of the party, one of the guests there, and her children, she's screaming down the phone, how dare you exploit my kids and put them... I thought, wait a minute, that's exactly what you're doing. Mm. What's the difference? And it's interesting that there was a picture, uh, I think it was in yesterday's uh, Sun, or one of the newspapers, of uh, Rooney and Colleen, mm. as you say. But the picture... She's got uh, loads of good outfits with her, isn't she? She's holding Kai up. Yeah. But his face is blanked out. Yeah, I know. Well, in the same way, Peter Andre and Katie Price, when they go out driving, they blank the car number plate out. They do that all the time. Bit of a giveaway as to whose car it is. <laughs> yes. I know. Borrowed. But for the you day. know it's them because they've got a film crew with them. Yeah, and two other fifteen other cars. And fifteen finally. other cars following them. <clears throat> and yet, Sad, and yet, Madonna is now bringing out Lourdes, isn't she? I mean, there's a picture of um, uh, in the Standard bringing last night. Oh, she's fifteen. Yeah, I think she's sixteen, isn't 16, she? Sixteen, is she? Yeah. They're all going. Doesn't Madonna look great? I thought. Listen, externally she might. Inside, she's still the same. Same age as, you know, any other old woman of that age. Yeah, well, she's not old. She's only 51. She's 52, Yes, isn't but she? she's behaving like she's sort of 22, 23. Yes. Well, that, she'll suddenly realise that her daughter is the age that she's behaving. Yeah, but I any, always any worry day. about mothers and daughters, and they pretend they're like <clears> sisters. You know, we're just like sisters with each other. Yeah, of course you are, darling. For the Duchess of York story I know, It is on. the Duchess of York all over it. Thankfully, she's disappeared. Although, in America, she is top of the party list. Is she? She is still, even after the embarrassing cock-ups that she makes throughout her entire life, she's top of the party list. She is still the person... 
that people want to invite to their party. Mainly to see if you can trip her up, I suppose. It's a title thing. I think that's what the press. The Americans love now. things. They like love that. being a lord and yeah. a lady or a duchess or an yeah. earl. Yeah, the, the the Americans love that, and especially so if, if you've ever been a butler in royal service, they pay big bucks in America for you because you work with royalty. Mm. Quarter past six is the time. With the news headlines, Sam Pittis. Ten Russian spies are on a plane to Moscow. Ooh, back in the room again. Anyway, nice to be company. Welcome along. Friday, LBC 97.3. What's your favourite iPhone app? Shelley's is Shazam. Shazam's a good one. That's the one where you hear a piece of music and you hold the phone up, push a button, it tells you what it, how it works it. I've got no so idea. So clever, isn't it? But, you know, I love my pinball. On my iPad. Do you like pinball? Oh, I'm obsessed by it every oh, night. Right. Well, the graphics are so good and the music, it's brilliant. Oh. Mine's is Solitaire is my favourite. Oh. I love playing Solitaire on the tube. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shut up. the will to live Alan. Uh, your chance to win a Samsung netbook. It's the Steve Allen How Low this morning. Finishes at seven. Got under... You've got 42 minutes mm, to win this good. one. It could be very quick indeed. Uh, it's small. It's... Thank you. <laughs> It's I think, is required. <laughs> it's got a battery life of up to six hours. Oh, well, there you go. And it's small, to, small and light enough to carry everywhere. Unless, of course, you're about two inches tall and Tom Thumb, in which case it'll be very heavy. You can pull it. You have to pull it behind you on a trolley, because it'll just weigh a ton, this thing. It'd be like a sleigh. I mean, if you're only two inches tall, this netbook is huge. It could knock you... If it falls on you, it could knock you out and kill you. That's why you'd have to put it up on its side. And have then to put it up on your side. It up there, and all of a sudden it falls over, yeah, <laughs> squashed underneath it. Ridiculous. Anyway, the lowest bin in pence that nobody else makes can be yours. Hammer comes down at seven this morning. To play this one, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid, for example... 63 pence. It's LBC 63. That and rhymes. then send that to... Sorry? That rhymes. LBC 63. That's lovely. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like being the company royalty. And you send it to treble eight two one. 63 is a good one, actually. Competition finished at seven this morning. You've got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 past your standard network rate. Uh, go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Tonight, somebody will win it. It'll, it'll go for just peanuts. Well, it won't go for peanuts, because, you know, we're not actually exchanging peanuts. And the exchange rate at the moment is dreadful for peanuts. It's better for cucumbers. Much better for cucumbers. And sugar. And peaches. Peaches? I ate peaches the other day. I love peaches. I ate, and I'm not sure how many peaches you're supposed to eat. Not many. Oh, is it not? And it must be <clears throat> perfectly ripe. Don't eat a raw, like a, what, that's too hard. Oh, I like them when they're hard. <clears throat> no. Oh, right. That's oh, very right. bad for you. It gives oh, you right. stomach cramps. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, right. I'm driving to my brother today to give him the, um, the uh, bottle of wine. The last, oh, yeah. One bottle of wine. Just a winder up, yeah. What, one I'm taking the car down. It cost me 60 quid in petrol, but I'll deliver the bottle of wine worth four. Four pound <laughs> 99 bottle of Pinot yeah. Grigio. I haven't sent him a text, actually. I'll send him a text going, I'm popping down again today. Frightens the life out of you. He'll probably go out immediately. Oh, he does. <laughs> he doesn't hang around at what, all. you just leave it in a box outside the house? Sean says, you're right again. To be honest with you, I'm still mystified why Peter Andre and his family are of any interest to anyone. Well, I'm, I agree with you totally. But, in fact, have you noticed, though, the show does tend to be turning into the Claire show. Yes. Claire's in every shot. I think the next programme will be what Claire did next. Oh, be a, 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 a spin-off. Yeah. be quite good, wouldn't Interesting. it? Uh, Maggie says, could you bring the lovely John to Hornchurch? I can't, actually. He's back in rehab again. I'm very busy one. that weekend. He's very busy that Already weekend. Already booked up. You can't yes. just make these dates without referring to me first. But I think there were only, there's only about a couple of tickets left. Really? 
Not by the three o'clock show. Eva says to keep cool, eat lots of ice cold watermelon and spit the pips everywhere. The... I brought her in watermelon the other day. The trouble is, what's happened now? I'm <laughs> spoiling her. And she's moved into an, you know, she's moved from sort of, you know, being ordinary run of the mill girl to somebody who's like, you know, have you got any champagne with you today? And oh, look, watermelon. Oh, yellow watermelon. I've not seen that before. She... <laughs> we had all this Why? kind of stuff the other day. Yellow? Oh, yeah. With yeah, pets. it was yellow watermelon, mm. and it had yellow, red, yellow, yellow. yellow and red, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, in the same box. And I'm spoiling her. I mean, I realise now that I'm taking her. Years ago, uh, I used to get Estee Lauder. All the new products from Estee Lauder used to be sent in to me. I remember the wipes. Do you remember? They were wonderful, All yeah. sorts of things. And I gave them to a friend of mine, and she said to me, she said, you've spoiled me. She said, because now, she said, I'm having, because I like the stuff so much, I'm now buying Estee Lauder, and I've gone broke. That's what happened. And I'm doing the same with her. I've introduced her to all sorts of sparkling pomaine. She's now got a liking for pomaine. You know, she's now looking at sort of three-wheeled cars and thinking they look expensive and classy. Can you still get pomaine? Yes, you can. Can you? She's got a discount card for it. (laughs) She has. She likes stuff like that. She buys it in the case of six. Melon the other day. You know, all sorts of things that she's not used to. She's a vegetarian. She does brown rice and vegetables. Well, I think you should bring her in a large tin of Spam. Oh, how and instructions how to open that top. Yes, with the very, key. Yeah, with the key. Oh. Very complicated. Spam that fritters. I love spam. Do you know spam fritters? Yum, yum, yum. I could it's eat only one now. ham. Sorry, spam fritters re- reads the news on LBC. <laughs> spam fritters. <laughs> yes. uh, apparently, to keep cool, says Suzanne, sleep, sleep, sleep. Do you know the best way to keep cool? People, it's always a myth of, oh, I must have a Coca Cola or a Pepsi or something such thing. Mm. Cup of tea. Oh, yes, absolutely. Hot drinks, because it. it does something to the balance of the heat in yeah. your body. And tea is very refreshing. Well, now I've joined the local temperance society and I'm going around with my tambourine. But I'm thinking at Hornchurch of having people on stage from the Sally Army going, you know, down with the evil drink and stuff like that. So you're not, you mean you're not going to walk through the audience in an orange robe with a small marking on your head? Do you know, uh, what, uh, I, I'm, yes, I'm not, well, not Hare Krishna. Body. I could do Hare Krishna. Paula because... says, wish my parents Neville and Veronica a happy 40th wedding anniversary. Enjoy the party on Saturday. Happy 40th wedding anniversary. 40th 40 wedding anniversary. That's a lot, isn't it? Get less for murder. It is a lot, actually. I've, I've never heard of 40... Well, I probably have, actually. Dawn has won uh, tickets to see Amy McDonald. Oh, I like Amy, Amy McDonald. Amy McDonald, yes. Yeah, I like her. Blonde bombshell. No, dear, she's the singer, the Scottish singer. Well, well, that do don't remember... impress me much. Is that Amy McDonald, I think? No. Amy McDonald? No, that was Shania Twain. Amy McDonald had... Was some... an actress. No, yeah, but not this one. She's a singer. She's going to see a... Oh, it's hopeless, isn't it, really? But she it? wasn't. Do you remember Amy I McDonald? Know, yeah. She had a little funny voice. Yeah, she had yes. blonde hair and she was kind of like a, a no. sort of a, a vampish type actress. It's the iTunes Festival at the Roundhouse. I think Dave Berry's doing that. Yeah, so, yes, I, I think he is. I think Dave Berry's doing that. Because he's just done Glassman, I can always, hasn't he? I can always tell when, he, when he's going up to do something. So he comes in, wears a T-shirt, and he's got his little outfit, because he gets all his outfits in uh, in mother care because they're very small and he spends the VAT on something else and he's got them all hanging up in the studio it's like it's like looking at somebody's wardrobe there's no VAT on uh, children's clothes by the way exactly that's why he spends the VAT on tequila <laughs> uh, Dawn has got a fan in the bedroom Tom Thumb Tom Thumb everybody's small round here I'm not Tom you walk past I'm not small Sorry? I'm not small. Where are you? I can't even see you. I can hear your voice. <laughs> because you haven't you. said anything about my nakedness today I why do pants. I feel naked? sorry? I feel naked I can't help it what medication the doctors put you Just on. Just look at me. If I stand up... One moment, ladies and gentlemen. Look. 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 How what? naked do I look? Oh, it's like an unmade bed, ladies and gentlemen. And there's nothing, it is, it needs ironing. There's nothing wrong with unmade, unmade, unmade beds. beds. They're no. very good. Now, can you explain this? You still haven't told me why I'm naked. With you and Miss Honeyford. Yes. Me and her glow? Yeah. Yeah, what? Cows or something. Uh, yes, yes. This is a... Sheep. Tra- they, it's, uh, in the um, TV's naughtiest... Blunders in the yeah. top. We're in the top four. 
Are you? We're the most you played get money clip. for that? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, right. Like, like, you know. Is it you and Glow on Channel 5, then? It's me and Glow on Open House, and it's in the... T- I think it's, it's the most played clip. I should be clip. on there for sumo wrestling. And I, they, they show it, oh, God, every other week, and then suddenly people say, oh, I saw you on television. And it's a clip. It's actually... I did a, a series of programmes. This could be long. How long have I got? Oh, I could go right through till 7 oh, o'clock on this. Lord above, honestly. <laughs> Three minutes to 7. Start the Before the business the up- update. Oh, anyway, look, we've got to go to a break. <laughs> really? Not no, yet. Not yet. We haven't I'm yet. Quickly finding something it's else It's all about me yet. talking about whales and what happened was it was a live program i it was the last in a series of six that i'd done for the foot and mouth crisis when it hit britain oh, encouraging people to God, go on holiday in great britain you can go to the toilet if you want that's all today no i don't like the idea of leaving you in the studio <laughs> what worried. taking over completely i know a bit worried by anyway the, the history behind that is that i was talking about wales very serious subject, and I was talking about driving through Wales and things that I'd seen, and I said you have to be very careful when you drive because there are a lot of sheep in Wales, and you'll end up with the sheep on your bumper. Sorry. Well, Gloria yeah. decided was that funny. was filthy and funny. She's got a oh, very, right. very wicked sense of humour. Which is true. And she couldn't stop laughing for yeah. seven minutes. And I just made seven a very minutes. short story, very long, yeah. and she just said, I can't finish, and waved oh, and at me laughed. and said, just go for it and i just went and her eyes were completely black yeah. and when we came off air she was still laughing yeah. so much it is funny i do get something i had a thing ages and ages and ages ago and i started recording something and there were two of us in the studio and whatever it was i couldn't record it because was it alan <laughs> i kept laughing no even before alan even before we knew about alan and we rescued him from matron and um and i started laughing and then they said no come on steve because we've, we've only got so long and of course the more somebody says you've got to hurry up the funnier it becomes yeah, and it so does. you start reading you know with work on <laughs> and the more you laugh the worse it gets until in the end you get really angry with yourself right i'm really going to do it now and you start reading it, it just strikes you as funny. There's no reason. No, it just There's happens. There's no reason to talk. You just laugh. And it's wonderful when it does happen because it's yeah. just, it takes over completely. My mother, as I say, I mean, always my mum at Christmas time after she'd started making the sherry trifle because nobody ever wanted Christmas pudding. And I can always remember going into the kitchen and my mother, who would have had, she'd have been sampling the sherry. And my mother never drank a couple of sherries and, I mean, she was sparko for the rest of the day. And she was on her knees in front of the cooker she really? was clinging on to the top she of the was cooker. laughing so much. She was laughing so much. Such a lovely memory. And she was memory. clutching her stomach, going, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> and she was just clinging on to the cooker, and it was just this abiding memory. Very funny. And Mark the bailiff is going to the caravan at Walton to keep Walton cool. Walton on Nays? I don't know where Walton is. Walton well, on Nays? There's a Walton near us. Must be Walton on Nays. That's Rick where they all go. Mandy reckons a bucket of ice-cold cider. Yeah. You don't actually know you're cold, but at least you don't care, <laughs> don't I suppose, <laughs> which is good. And, uh, Jan, no idea to that one. Uh, have you got, um, Talking Tom, says James, and Shepherds Bush as an app? Talking Tom, no. <laughs> too, too embarrassed to ask what it Shall is. Shall I write that down? No, best not. I will. Tesco do yellow seedless watermelon, special offer £1.80. There you go, I'm going to go so to Tesco's go. later today. Yeah, that's a good idea, isn't it? Uh, Jordan is going a, a shop opening in Kingston in July. <laughs> Don't You'll be there. Say it. Don't make me say it. You'll be it. there. Yes. With a pair of sharp scissors. Joyce in Finchley. Uh, get a flannel or a hand towel. Soak it with cold water. Put it on the back of your neck, says Ashley. Seven eleven four seven eleven. They great. used to on television get a, a chamois leather. Chamois leather. Yeah, chamois leather. All the makeup girls carried chamois leathers, and you spray it with four seven eleven. Mm. Swirl it round like that, and it goes ice cold. You put it on the back of your neck, and it cools you down instantly. So you wouldn't sweat. So you don't sweat. Mm. 
Four Seven Eleven. Four Seven Eleven. Found it's in all the a, best hotels. A cologne. You can buy it in the chemist. It's an eau de cologne. No, it's not anti. She thinks it's antifreeze. Four Seven Eleven was very posh in our day. Yeah, it was considered. It's very nice. The bottle is quite beautiful. It's it's yes. a, it's a cologne. You can you. It's I'll, I'll get. It's no, eau de cologne. It's eau de cologne. Eau de cologne. You see, she's only saying that. Oh, I don't know what that or, is. Or, or so is you, it... I then go and I fall into the trap. <laughs> oh, I'll bring you some in. Yeah, because you like cologne. You can bring her a towelette. In fact, the bottle's nearly as big as you. You can bring her a towelette. Of it because remember they used to do those yes, towelettes. Towelette. You just wipe your hands with four seven eleven. But that's what that's what we that's what we do today four seven eleven, which is quite nice. Uh, very quickly, uh, Aggie says, fill a washing up bowl from the cold tap, sit with your feet in it, keep a towel handy. <laughs> that's quite nice. Or sit Lovely. in the shade. Yeah. Remember as well that the temperatures that they give out on the on the news and uh, on, on on LBC weather are always taken. They're going to be at the temperatures in the shade. Yeah. They never tell you what the temperature is in the direct sunshine. Yeah. Like a Jan famous, at the Queen's it? says, I've just returned from holiday. <clears throat> Have I heard right? You're coming to my theatre and it's sold out. I think there's only a ha- just a few tickets left. Are you going to the theatre? I'm going to the theatre. Really? Yes, on the first. To see? Three weeks to... No, I'm in it. You're in it? Me and Anthony Davis. <clears throat> He's first half. He'll, he'll be doing the nude juggling. And what are you doing? Ask. The mousetrap? Sorry? The mousetrap. The <laughs> true story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> LBC. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> first of August. I was going to say tickets at all prices, but it's, uh, it's, I think it's just about sold out. Just about sold out, with barring, uh, barring a little handful. So check it out. Uh, paper review this morning, Tim Luckhurst for Nick Ferrari. Uh, he's a professor of journalism at the University of Kent. Uh, plus the Albert Bridge, the effect on drivers. They're always closing mm. bridges in London, don't they? And uh, has the media <laughs> coverage uh, been of Northumberland up to now responsible? talking to Roy Greenslade and Professor Vince Egan, who'll be saying no, but Roy Greenslade will be saying yes. All of that and more after the news at 7. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC and it's 6.30. Your season with Sky Sports 1. Morning, everybody. 25 uh, minutes to uh, 7. So yesterday, Sam, non-runner. I thought we chose a different one. Did we not choose another? No, we appeared not to have done, no. OK. So, so, uh, uh, so non-runner, so you lost two quid. Why? Sorry? Oh, sorry, no, he, he, he didn't lose two quid. I was going to say. That's right, you, you don't lose two quid for yeah, a non-runner. Yeah, it was a non-runner on, on Wednesday. You're trying, to, you're trying to do me out more money, aren't <laughs> yeah, I know. Quid. £54 pounds and a penny. OK. £54 pounds and Is a penny. Is that how much he hasn't got? That's not how much he hasn't got. <laughs> Whereas Alex has got uh, £39.28 in his bank account. In credit. In credit. It's very good. So today, because uh, there's racing at Ascot, mm-hmm. Ascot, Ascot, which is very nice indeed, the 520 Mistopheles. That's the magical Mr. Mistopheles. I was going to say Mr. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well... Uh, what, do you, what, what do you fancy today? Well, Ascot, Chepstow, Chester, Newbury and Newmarket and York are the race meetings. And we're not going to go to Ascot, we're going to go to Chepstow. Oh. Uh, the Ooh. 6.30. Controversial. Controversial, <laughs> indeed. Shunning the, uh, the brighter lights yes. uh, for Chepstow. And, uh, horse racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The 6.30 there, urban space. Right. Urban, urban space. space. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, 6.30, by 6.30 this evening, it should have cooled down a little bit, shouldn't it? What? The temperature would have dropped. No, not a lot. Well, we were talking about that yesterday. I don't know what effect it has, but it must have some effect, mustn't it, on the, on the horses? Those and... poor horses. Yeah, they must Well, I'm not sure have. how many... I mean, horses do come in, and they, they do look as though they're sweating a bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how it affects horses, whether they want to run in the heat or, or not. Anything that, that makes it slightly more likely that I might get a winner. 
Yes, is, exactly. Is yes. Barring getting off and carrying the thing on your shoulders. We seem to be heading oh, in that direction. Have you not thought about getting some carrots on a stick? Carrots. <laughs> Just sort of They're dangling horses. it. horses. They don't do carrots. I think it was actually sugar, against then. the rules. Sugar? Yeah, I think that's called cheating. Is it? Although, to be honest with you, we're not above cheating on this uh, programme. Well, I think it's to do with all the help you could get. Yeah. A little bit of cheating won't help. Listen, have, have a nice day, Sam. Thank you. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks, Steve. Take care very much. Uh, thank you very much. There's uh, a piece in Express today. Strange enough, talking about... Uh, people must be listening in Fleet Street to this programme. We talked about the stoning two days ago, and I said how awful it was. Three papers have picked up on it mm. today, which normally they wouldn't. Martin Lacey, who trains big cats. Big cats. Big, we're talking tigers and lions. Mm. Uh, in the Great British Circus, it's got a piece here. And uh, as, as with all circuses, if they have animals, you get about ten people who go out there and go, it's cruel, it's cruel. Same people who train a dog to sit, stand, beg, all that kind of stuff. But apparently it's different when it's animals. But he has the best lions and tigers mm. in the business. They're just beautiful. And they have a big enclosure outside. And he said, to be honest with you, he said, lions and tigers spend most of the day sleeping. Out of 24 hours in the day, 19 hours, they're asleep. Like a cat. Like a cat. He said, they can't be bothered to do anything. He said, they don't sort of get up and go... He said, that they're eating. They eat sh- um, pig's heads. Oh. 70 a week they get through. Oh, 70 me. pigs. 70 pigs' heads. Goodness just me. heads. Look at all those pork yeah, chops. He said, by the time you've had that and a gallon of water every hour, he said, they haven't got the energy to do anything. He said, so they just sleep. Well, and of course, the food's being brought to them. They don't have to go out and hunt, That's true. Do they? He said, but if ever the circus closed, he said you would have to have the animals put down. He said because they... They couldn't survive. They actually couldn't survive. They, That's what they're used to doing. They could go to zoos. No, way. he said they wouldn't put them in zoos either. Why? He said it drives them mad because at least here they get their exercise every day and... Uh, what, and being... T- to stand up on sort of a podium thing and... And run around. They're really loved, though. His his, his lines. I know they're loved. He's had them for ages. No, I know they're that used they're to loved. doing that. He said it, it is like it isn't like they're doing a trick. He said he gets annoyed when people say they're doing tricks. He said they're only doing what they would do anywhere else. He said it's just that they're doing it for a reward. It's like you know when you train a cat. A dog. You go, oh look, the dog's yeah. it's rolling over. Nobody ever pickets a circus because it's got dogs in it or budgies or something like that. It's exactly the same. What was that woman called that used to train the dogs? Heel, heel. She was very Barbara strict. Barbara Woodhouse. Barbara Woodhouse, I yeah. Know. She I sent the, the producer to her one day. I was <laughs> really? hoping she'd come back a bit better, but it uh, didn't quite work. She is now house She used to go, sit. <laughs> and then she put the hand out. I think, this dog's going to take a big chunk out of you any minute now. <laughs> like the lions would. Yes. If you want to stay cool, go to the local butchers with a deck chair and sit in their walk-in freezer. Oh, yes. Actually, if you go into any supermarket and do that, just walk past the freezer section. I go to Iceland lovely. and just climb in and sit among the food. If it doesn't carry katanas, clip you around the ear. No, she's not doing Iceland. Oh, isn't she? No, no, really? apparently not. Wonder why. Uh, Maxine says four seven eleven in solid stick form to rub on the wrists and forehead. Boots about four quid. We don't do boots, I'm afraid. No, we, do we don't. Independent. We do independent chemists. We, do. we support local independent yes. chemists, like goods or things that we, we don't do. Bo- I don't get the service in boots. I'm sorry. I think by the time it gets to be big, they don't care. No, no, they don't. So care. I only do independent. I told the boy off in Tesco's the other day because he said to me, uh, thirty-eight pound fifty. And I said, and... What, for a 4 7 stick? It's ridiculous, <laughs> only four pounds. I bought a box, I knew we were coming <laughs> round. Oh, right. But, and then I said to him, uh, I think you'll find that there's something else. And he went, £38 for... I said, please? Oh, did you say that? I did. They don't do manners. And he was shocked. Yeah. And quite, he looked sort of... I, I, I've often wanted to say in some Very places, rude. you can actually do a complete transaction without them saying a word to you. They don't say please, thank you, or eye contact, nothing, or any eye contact. You might as well just be. Sometimes, sometimes they're actually on the phone. You go to some of these little corner shops. They're on the. They've got the phone under the thing. Yeah, 
Trying to, and yeah. they just take your money. They don't even have any contact with I you. Walk you out. Saying, I walk out. Tell you what, I don't want to be in your place. I'm sorry, mate. I, I really don't. I walk out. I don't give them my money. No. I, I go to places locally where I'm getting the service and where people are genuinely polite. Yes. And that's what matters. Sherry Blair's book is in Poundland today, says Linda. Justice is done. <laughs> and, of go. course, it's the Emmy Awards is this it? weekend. Does that affect Sherry Blair? Well, it could do. She was in, in her tap dancing days. Good lord! But I'm Judy sure Dench for Cranford, yeah. and uh, Tony Sh- Tony Sheen, who played uh, Tony Blair, are all up for awards. But the most nominations have gone to Glee, which oh, got yeah. nineteen nominations, yes. and Mad Men, which was that very strange series, which I sort of liked and didn't like, but it got seventeen for its depiction mm. of uh, life in the nineteen sixties in an advertising agency. Lots of smoking in that programme. Oh, right. Oof, don't, don't smoke. Actually, in every British film. Paul, thank you very much indeed for telling me the story about uh, uh, Tilbury. Tilbury. He told me all about Tilbury, which is very nice. Very and Alex has checked. He said, to be fair to Sam, I've just checked the website, and he did change his tip to Iceman George at Epsom last night. Oh, so he changed? Yeah, he did. But unfortunately, that was a non-runner as well. Oh. He said, so I'm spotting a bit of a trend. Well, not today. No. No, that, that was... The, when he said he changed yesterday's, mm. which was a non-runner, on Wednesday, he changed it to Iceman George, and that was also a non-runner. <laughs> not having much luck, well, I'm afraid. the 6.30 tonight better. at Chepstow. Barbara says, my mum grew up in Australia, always kept the house in Ottawa coolish in the hot Canadian summers by opening the windows at night but closing them and pulling blinds and curtains during the day. That's what most places in hot countries have got. They've got blinds. When shutters. we were in the south of France, yeah. they've got shutters that yes. come down. When we were in the south of France, listen to you. You think you were Bridget Bardot? Did you notice that, ladies and gentlemen? Well, you know, no, no, hang on, hang on, oh, hang on. Sake, I don't know what I think. When on this we morning. were in the south of France, kind of. Oh, aren't we terribly, terribly? It'll be Lord Ste- or Lady and Lady Steve Allen. We were in Cannes. When we in an apartment in Cannes. Dale and I. Oh please! The woman, the woman who owned the apartment, I think, had a print shop in Nottingham. <laughs> she gave it to. Her. I think we had to. I can't remember if we paid for it. or We didn't. We had a very spooky experience. Sure it was Dale and I did a Ouija gas. board one night. Oh, you should never do that. We did it, and it started moving. Not with all the people you Now, know. he swore blind I was pushing it. I swore <laughs> blind he was pushing it. And we took a photograph well, of the table moving. with the glass on it. I mean, how funny was that? <laughs> so it wasn't a French And it was maid. the only place I've ever been on holiday, and the beaches in Cannes, I mean, it's boiling down there. I mean, mm. boiling. So much so that when I stood in the shower on the second night, and I took my little Speedos off... Is this on the Grand Montanez? No, we're on the croisette. Because <laughs> you couldn't walk along the pavement without your shoes on, because it was so hot. You go, ha, ha, <laughs> like that. It's the same in Walton on Because Mace. we only walked over the road from, from, the, from our flat on the croisette to the, Carlton. the to the beach at the well, Carlton. Where Elton John yeah. and Bruno Brooks and was I dropped my little speedos off, and I was, I was brown, apart from a little white bit. You, were, you had white bits? A little white bit. Tan line. I was quite excited, actually. Quite excited. <laughs> Thank God for Esther Lauder. Simon says, before you go to bed, put a hot water bottle in it filled with cold water, and optionally... Put it in the fridge before you go to bed. I've had mine in my bed for months now. Oh, I don't that. really fancy that idea of putting <laughs> a hot water bottle in the fridge. I mean, it, call me churlish, if you like, but I'm not you really sick of that You just idea. kick off the duvet. Or, do, you have a, do you have a duvet in this weather? Yeah. I've got a duvet. Yeah, but I have a fan in the bedroom that's blowing and wafting. I couldn't a bit be- like the south of France, as the breeze <laughs> blows in off, off the, the croisette. Off the croisette and, what, uh, in through your, your shuttered windows. We, we, we couldn't get used. Dale and I went over there and we met up with another couple mm. who worked with him at Radio Trent in Nottingham. And it was husband and wife and their children. And the wife went topless on the beach. <gasps> I won't tell you who it is, but she went topless. The husband stormed off the beach. Because the trouble is, everybody was topless on the beach. I mean, it really but only was... there at that time. Well, the whole you are of talking the south during of the Fran- reign of Edward yeah, but the, the seventh, whole aren't of the you? south of France and 
Vienna, Vienna's all topless, all the swimming pools are topless. Yes. They don't think anything about it at well, all. It's only the Brits who go, topless. Well, we do it now everywhere. I don't. And most people now cover up. The Germans like to be topless. Yes, but the Germans have done stuff like that for years. Nudist beaches of Yugoslav, former Yugoslavia. Can't play football either, can they? And <laughs> well, uh, they we can't. Although there's a picture of Wayne Rooney in the paper today, and he's actually topless, and you wish he'd cover up as well, because now his chest hair started growing back. He oh, really? looks... Awful. I wonder if they're watching the, the football, the matches, wherever they are. So. Just, she, she, she's too busy trying to buy another silly outfit that she won't be wearing Oh, anywhere. she'll be saying, no, I booked dinner tonight, we're going out with all the family. They're all coming round. Yeah. Because they're in Barbados. It's your worst nightmare. Uh, Ellen says, we're out shopping. My husband said he wanted Amy McDonald's CD. I said, but she must be about 70 now. I'm not that au fait with modern music. I thought he meant the actress who was on the At Last It's a 1948 show, which was very funny. Yes. Marty Feldman and Graham Chapman were in it. Amy the McDonald. show goes well. Ellen is still living in the 1960s. Well, that's good, isn't it? Nothing the matter with living in the, in the, in the 60s. No, I love the 60s. I've, 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 John, John lives permanently in the 60s. The 1860s. The 1860s, <laughs> bless his heart, and sometimes the 1760s. <laughs> OK, short break for the news, quarter to seven. <laughs> and with headlines, at Sam Pittis. Ten Russian spies are on a plane to Moscow. 97.3. Morning, every 13 minutes to seven. There's only two seats left, I've noticed, at... Uh, at Hornchurch. Two seats left. They're going to... Oh, Murder, She Wrote's been dropped by the BBC. Really? Why? Well, she's always right, isn't she? I mean, quite clearly, Jane she needs to move somewhere that's safer. Jane will be very, very disappointed. She Still making it. A Murder, She Wrote. Yes. Angela Lansbury she's the highest, given the chop. She was the highest paid actress in Hollywood, you know. Who? The Angela Batch. Lansbury. Marvellous contract. Mm. Absolutely marvellous. I hear, see, the Queen is about to be a great... Yes, mother. that's good news, isn't it? The first monarch since oh. Queen Victoria. Well, the only female monarch since Queen Victoria. Good. Um, and because uh, her, 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 her grandson, yeah. Peter, and his wife, Autumn. Autumn? Autumn. She's Canadian, you know. She'd have to be. And, well, she is. <laughs> Autumn? She's a Canadian Autumn. Why do parents give children... I mean, I don't care what anybody says. You know, it's very pretty, isn't it? Autumn. No, it's a silly <coughs> name. Don't be sorry. What is your name, my dear? Autumn. Autumn, Autumn what? Autumn Brooks. Autumn Brooks. Autumn Phillips. <laughs> Autumn Phillips. Because they're the two children that never got any title. Princess Anne's son yeah. and Zara. Are you at fever pitch this morning? I'm at fever pitch. Yes, we're calling to the Daily Mirror. Let's go crazy. A day left in excitement at fever pitch over Prince's new CD. It's not in the shops, not online, because nobody wants it. So the Daily Mirror are giving it away free. <laughs> well, I've spoken to a lot of people around the office, Daily Mirror, and there's no fever pitch at all, I'm afraid. In fact, nobody is at all interested. Oh, my God, you've only got 12 minutes left. But I've met him. Without... Really? Prince, I, in fact, I spent several... That's uh, tall as she is. Two and a half hours with him. Yeah. Alone. Well, Alone? Alone. Well... He rented, when he, when he was doing some concerts over here, he rented the Heaven, suddenly, midweek, yeah. just phoned up and said, I want to rent your entire club. We All were right. closed that night anyway. Okay. And I was called in to run his bar. Make it short. Private bar, just for him. So and it was Bob Geldof and George Michael. Longer got than my career. Cork in his red wine and... And he was with uh, Paula at the time and, mm. and everything else. But he was all alone, never spoke to a single sort of How low to squeeze in before me. you don't mind. He spoke to me. Right. Me. Yes. All well, night Who did he long. think you were? Perhaps he thought you were a waiter or <clears> something. He thought I was interesting. Really? Yes. How long did he talk to you for? About an hour and 40 minutes. That's how long John's story went on for. So anyway, Prince, is only one story. What's his real name? Prince. You don't call him anything but Prince. He used to be Symbol. Do you no, remember? Yes, he used to be. The artist formerly known as. I know. He's yes. about two foot. He's about as big as her. Two of them together can make very nice bookends <laughs> in the film Jumanji. <laughs> could see her coming through the wall. I love Jumanji. Her favourite colour is purple. Really? Yeah, lovely. Very purple spiritual. rain. You've got uh, 11 minutes left to have a go for my Samsung netbook. <clears throat> Very small, Wi-Fi enabled, battery life up to six hours, very small, lightweight. Now, the person with the lowest unique bid will win. 
Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer will come down in 11 minutes' time. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid pound twenty three. You text LBC123 and send it to 88821. If you want to bid... 49 pence. 49 pence. You text LBC49 and send it to 88821. This competition finishes at 7. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to LBC.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Ten minutes left. Spend all day in an aircon cinema, says Paula. Havering music makers are doing My Fair Lady at the Queen's in Hornchurch tonight and tomorrow, says Lyndon in Stoke Newington. Oh, I love that. that. You've got to be quite special to be allowed to do My Fair Lady. Wouldn't the Newbury Operatic was the first uh, local one to be allowed to do it, with the costumes. Uh, you're on great form today. Lovely start to my weekend. My brother lives in Oz, says Keith. Keith. And when it gets hot, uh, all the doors and windows are shut and the curtains are closed. Why do we do the opposite? Because we're stupid. We like a bit of a breeze, though. Yeah. I like Febreze. It's nice, isn't it? You can't actually wash your sofa. Just get Febreze. I've got moths, by the way. I know. I wonder what it was. Well, I really have got moths. Yeah. And I've been doing lots of research on the internet. On moths? I might have to get someone in. What, for moths? Well, because I've not- I noticed that there was a oh, little moths oh, here and there in my, in my bedroom. To start a 15-minute story. And I thought to myself, they're very strange. Where are they coming from? Because I leave the patio doors open. Well, that's why you've got moths. No, 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 no. They've started to eat the carpet. All around that the edges. Mo- Hello, what is it about leaving the door and moths come in at night? <laughs> but not, not, they're not big moths. They're little moths. Well, it doesn't matter what now, size they are. Little ones eat a lot, then they become big ones. I've got larvae. I've got little, little caterpillary things oh hanging. Anyway. This place, uh, you can get cream for that, I think. You just rub it on and just don't move your legs for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> they're not on me yet. Although they well, may they well can't be. can't be far off it. Well, they're everywhere. Anyway, what I've done is I've mm, removed the curtains two. and got rid of those. Well, about three in a minute. Got rid of the curtains. I might carry on with Nick. No, you won't. <laughs> and anyway, and I've sprayed four times. And I've come out I know, you've done it twice while you've been in the studio. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I thought it, perhaps it was a personal thing to you. But I do want to avoid getting a man in... <laughs> a bit like a feral cat you are out here. He just wanders into a corner and sprays, ladies and gentlemen. I, d- I didn't want to be rude. Well, anything to get rid of the moth. Who <laughs> my carpet? Guess who's actually getting back together again? I'm quite pleased about this. Who? They split up. Yeah? And one went touring by himself. And they're getting back together for a farewell tour. Chaz and Dave. Getcha. Chaz and Dave are getting back Chaz together. What, what they're going to do is... They're going to split the set into two halves. First will be all the stuff they did in the pubs in the 70s, ending with Goethe. The second will play our later hits. When it's over, Dave will go back to restoring Gypsy Wagons, and I'll be back on tour with Chaz and his band. So next year, that's ten, minute, ten months after they split. Because I think, I think, actually, uh, Dave's wife, Sue, died of lung cancer, but he's now decided to link up again. They're going to do their farewell tour. It'd be wonderful. We I like Chaz and Dave. They did very well. Yeah. We like Very, Chaz. very well. There's a girl indeed. in the paper today... She's 17 years old. Mm-hmm. They're, they're talking about Britain's obesity crisis. Yes. And she's 24 stone. Wow. And the reason she's 24 stone is she eats yeah. and eats and eats. For breakfast, popcorn and crisps. Now, you'd have to be pretty stupid, wouldn't you, to eat this. Um, she says, supper, if I weaken, will be steak and potatoes. She has cereal, pasta and chips, more chips and chocolate for lunch at 11. Cereal? And she's now... She says it's it's like an illness, so it's only fair the NHS pay for this operation. So because she can't stop eating, the NHS are coughing up for this um, for this three and a half thousand pound operation. Are they stapling her? It's stomach? called. Why don't you just keep your mouth shut and don't eat as much? Are they, what, what is she having done? Well, I don't know what half she's having stomach. done. They they can do two operations. They can either put the band in, which I think she's is going what to Vanessa's one of these fat got. camps. Yeah, oh, but Vanessa's she? just lazy. 
Sheer laziness. The reason she's that fat is because she troughs. She eats all the wrong food. She said the other day, she loves donuts. Well, you cannot eat this stuff. If you're big frame, and God knows she's big frame, you cannot eat this stuff. No, it's can't. bad for you learn... I mean, last night, before I went to bed, yes. I was sort of sitting there about a couple of hours, and I had a salad. You know, I've been living... Do you know what I've been having? Corned beef okay. and salad. Oh, God, that's really bad. Why? I No, I, I bought a ready-made salad. Because it was two for three pounds. You bought a bag of leaves. Sorry? You bought a bag of leaves, is what you bought. Yeah, all right. Italian yeah. is that. And what did you put with it? Beetroot? No. Tomatoes? Had some uh, some cooked chicken. <laughs> little yeah. chicken. Tomatoes? You mean tomatoes? You say tomato, I say tomato. Oh, for God's sake. He's wandered in out of West Side Story, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Why don't you be in America? There you go. Listen, tell me where you... Why don't you put tomatoes in your tomatoes? I did have some tomatoes, but I use salad cream as well. Okay, and anything else? Cucumber, slice, thinny slice. It's cucumber? got all sorts. It's got some coleslaw in the bottom. Oh, well, I thought... you mean the salad was ready-made? You didn't prepare it yourself. Yeah, it was a ready-made salad. What's the difference? Oh, between... what, it's in Some... a thing, and you just put it on a plate. Am I facing the right way today? Well, <laughs> I mean, How I've just lazy. explained to you. It was a... Well, what am I going to do? Go out there and start? Oh well, I'll go and grow the lettuce next year well, if you, you can. like. It's very easy Don't be to so grow. Ridiculous. You I'm never so stupid. You have it in a window time. box. Four what? different sizes. Cause Listen, people have seen the Steve Allen hanging baskets. I'm not going to start growing salad. I wish my neighbour David had start eating the strawberries. But you may I've have to grow strawberries. soon. Sorry? You may have to grow your own vegetables soon. Why? You don't have vegetables in hanging baskets. Oh, for, could, do you know, honestly, <laughs> mo- I'm, how you've got to your grand old age of 190, <laughs> I'll never know. Oh, by the way, it's Wal- Walton on the Nays. It's Walton on Nays. Sorry? Walton? Walton. Walton on the Nays, yeah. Yes. She's like, that's, that's where Mark, Mark's gone, to his caravan. Very nice. Lovely. Murder, she wrote... Uh, thank goodness, Steve, that Murder, She Wrote is finishing, says Miriam. I only watched it once and that was enough. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. It's I wanted great. a living Cavett Cove. <laughs> I mean, did. every day your neighbour got murdered. It was fabulous. You know, didn't have to learn to like them or anything like that. They just got murdered. And I like Angela Lansbury. Yeah. I saw her dancing in Monkbury's once, dressed head to foot in black leather. La, 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 <laughs> la, la. Anyway. <laughs> they stopped filming back in 1996, Murder, She Wrote. Really? I've got the box well, set She must home. be 80. Oh, God, at least. Yeah, she must At be. least. Um, I've got to say good morning to Claire, who's in the hospital. She had two go. little boys yesterday. Don't really? sing the song. 96, what, episodes? Oh, he doesn't know. It's no good asking Sam Pittis. <laughs> no, he doesn't know that. He, do, he just makes it up. He sits at home with, with his pork pie and his, you know, his little packet of scratchings at home. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Trying to find a, a, a horse that can Trying to find a run. horse that's actually got four legs and runs. <laughs> You know, because the last horse that ran what it was in Murder, She Wrote, and it was held up on a murder charge. <laughs> anyway, just about finished this morning. So, thank you, John. Goodbye. Anyway, and um, more from me. <laughs> <laughs> what show is this? Sorry? What's this show called? It's called The Steve Allen Show, believe really? it or not. It's, uh, football, we the call football it section. The football section. Early breakfast. Don't forget, you've literally got three minutes left. Four minutes left. To have a go for the Samsung netbook. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Because somebody... It's going to go for... 17 Ten. pence. 17 pence. Hammer comes down at 7am, so you've got to be quick. Computer will switch off at 7. Uh, text LBC, your bid in pence, and send it to treble H21. Competition finishes at 7. Got to be over 16, please. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for terms and conditions. Who's in, uh, in conversation on Sunday? Who have we got in the early hours of the morning for you between 6 and 7 this week? She's racking her brains, and she can't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because it's going to be between 6 and 7 on Sunday morning. Last week's one was brilliant. Yes. It was very good, actually, last week. I really week, enjoyed it? it, yeah. Very, very good. Jamie Cullen. Hour. Yes, I think it could run for longer. Yes, I but, do. But uh, this week, 
in conversation between six and seven, and I'm here for Sunday breakfast. Jonathan Levi's in, and I should imagine those last two tickets at Orn Church will have gone in about seconds. Uh, Nick's with you after news at seven. John's back with us next week. Indeed. And uh, I'm back with you Sunday morning. Keep cool, ladies and gentlemen. With the business uh, update, Sam Pittis. The FTSE will open after closing up 90 points.